Katana Bunga, you bitches. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion X, and welcome to a podcast where the intro doesn't play properly the first time you try to record. I'm your host, me. I have my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. The Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? Did you did you like my Watana Bunga? I took Watanabe and Kawabunga, and I put the two together. I, yes, I did. I liked it a lot. It was great. It made it, It's thematically relevant for what we're talking about today, but I'm good. It, 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 it's extremely relevant. It's called. In in fact, in the business, we call that foreshadowing. <gasps> Something we've never done on this podcast before, <laughs> ever, ever. This ever. is the first. And <laughs> with me, I have my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'll show you foreshadowing. Oh shit! What's he got this time? It's a gun. <laughs> Watch out! He has a. He has Watch an armed It's named Chekhov. <laughs> Watch out. It's Chekhov's gun, guys. It will become relevant later on. In the third act. Yeah, no, uh, it's a Bepis. <laughs> oh, it's Bepis. Bepis is the superior Chekhov, drink. Chekhov's Bepis. Chekhov's Bepis. Did you know that well, Chekhov's think... favorite drink was Pepsi? <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, fucking. I don't even. He didn't even, know, he didn't even know what it was. Anton He's Chekhov? Plot what, what, twist. Chekhov invented name? Pepsi. <laughs> What, Anton oh, Chekhov? It was, was it Anton Chekhov? Is that his name? Uh, yes. That, no, that's yeah. the actor who, the fucking, I think you're thinking of Anton Yelchin, who play, you're thinking of the actor who plays Chekhov in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he choked on that Bethes. Oh my, f- technically I wasn't wrong. <laughs> technically I wasn't wrong. He choked hard on that Bethes. <laughs> I'm doing a fucking fantastic now. Above average. <laughs> yeah. We have, a wonderful, we have a wonderful show planned for you all today. We have a uh, simulcast discussion, simulpub discussion. Uh, we have uh, a lot of news because Japan decided that today was that this past two weeks was going to be just news galore and trailers galore for a lot of stuff. So we're going to be talking. So we'll try to get through that as quickly as we can. Um and we also got a feature anime of the podcast, which is Kids on the Slope, uh, which is a, our second Watanabe series we've covered. Uh, Weird how we haven't covered one since the very beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, we, talk, we talk about him so much. Yeah. You would imagine we would cover another one of his stuff at some point. But anyways, we're back with him. Uh, so let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast. Uh, so next podcast is going to be the final podcast for uh for the season because we're almost done um so we still i thought so most shows have from what i can tell like three to two episodes left most of them yeah yes yeah so we're not going to go into our like our seasonal awards just yet we'll do that next next week uh, but in any case, Shane, is there any shows in particular that you want to talk about the, this week? This is the one week where I literally have nothing to contribute because, as is customary, I'm behind on everything now, even Wonder Egg. So Would, yeah, well, didn't you didn't you have a lot of work to do? Yeah, the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah you were yeah. grading and all that. So I, I I just haven't caught up on anything. Which sucks because you know Wonder Egg, but also yeah. I heard I will Zero say really Wonder. I will say Wonder Egg's recent episode was a massive bombshell. Uh, it it changed oh, yeah. the game in terms of what the plot is, and I'm very curious to see where it goes. But my hopes are high. Uh, 
so this far, was like a point. What would you say, Matt? This is like a, a Revue Starlight kind of twist? This is oh, more Christ. similar to when you find out about the Soul Gems and oh, what their two purposes mm, in Madoka. Okay, yes. Uh, mm. this, is, this, is the, this recontextualizes some of the, uh, some of the for plot development, so, specifically for one character in particular. So the Wonder Eggs are actually Soul Gems, and they're all actually witches. <laughs> no, no, it's mostly about, it's about Nehru, mostly, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll get to find out more about her. Good, finally. Uh, and um, you also get to learn a bit more about Akka and Uraka's uh, true purpose. Yeah, what? The, they're fucking mannequins. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are they? Oh, they're like, what? <laughs> what? Um, Crazy. Uh, but Spencer, is there any show you want to talk about in particular? Um, I'm a. See, let me just pick three. Time for Spencer's seasonal lightning round. Okay. Season, seasonal lightning round where he rants about redo of healer. No. Please don't. Uh, listen, redo of healer is gross, okay? And somehow they continue to find ways to be depraved. Um but now it's just it it's just funny to it's me. It's just regular depraved now. No, it's I... just funny to me. Like it's it's it it it's an edgy classmate. That's what it is. It's the person in university who always tries to one up the professor and you're like can you just like shut, shut the up. fuck up he's that guy in the poli sci class who joined the poli sci class to own libs yes and it's like <laughs> listen you, you you realize you are in a fucking liberal <laughs> university we have one conservative professor at our university one and he would walk circles around you <laughs> anyway. you don't want to mess with this man but <laughs> redo of healer is just a garbage fire um x-arm is a garbage fire but i'm still just in complete awe every time i watch an episode because i'm like there's no way human i'm actually beings... behind on x-arm i'm actually uh oh how many episodes are you behind i think like three. Oh, it gets uh... fucking stupid dude it it's gets... already stupid i literally no, but literally it's... all i had to watch was that first episode and i'm like all right worst of the year <laughs> Easy. oh it's I mean, Redo of Healer is the worst, but you didn't watch that. Uh, yeah, and because I'm a yeah. sane, reasonable yes, you person. Um, Cells at Work Black is great, and it has one episode left. And I'm also you, behind on that. Um, if you I haven't seen one episode left, what? Yeah, one episode left, yep. Yeah, it's almost done. I, I, did finish, uh, I did finish the OG one, though, and the OG one second season ends really strong. Uh, yeah, no, it has a real strong ending, but yeah, it's just... Can't stuff. It's just like, wow... Black is so much more interesting. Black is so much more interesting. Um, 2.43 is a real good sports drama. And, like, it's getting to a point where it's just, it's it's really intense. And it's very, very kind of emotionally driven. Uh, Higarashi episode 23. Um, the penultimate episode. There's only one left. I haven't actually seen it yet. I don't know what's going on with it. I'm going to say a unique uh, episode interesting development and i don't know why they put this second last because it seems like something that should have been earlier but i digress um re-zero is fucking outstanding uh that newest episode was the best episode i need i need to catch season. up i've i've heard that there is a fight there is That's a fight pretty big it's pretty big it might be fight of the year already um uh -huh. 
Bungo Stray Dogs One is genuinely h- hilarious, and did if you, you like, did you know yes. they started dubbing that? Oh, did they? Awesome. Yeah. Um, the one, the one thing I wasn't expecting Crunchyroll to be on top of was the Bungo Stray Dogs One dub of all. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's probably easy to dub because it's not, but there's not much anime. It's a chibi show. Yeah. There's uh, not a lot of anime. You already got the cat. You everyone's already casted because you've already dubbed it. Uh, so like, it's probably just like an easy one to deal Except- with. Who took over for um, uh, Vic Mignogna? Uh, uh, Lance McDonald. Lance McDonald is, is, is Rompo now. Awesome. Yeah, because he did it in season three too. He's he's already he already took over. Also, fun fact: Lance McDonald also took over for him as Rohan in the OVAs because those just came out on Netflix not too long ago. I learned that like last week. Yeah. Huh. So and good on Ben. Yeah, well, uh. Anyways, uh, Pui Pui Volkar. Uh, oh, fuck even. It's about guinea pigs that are cars. Yes, I'm aware. And people drive them. However, the guinea pigs are also sentient guinea pigs, but they're the size of cars. So okay? it's like it's like the Pixar movie Cars, if they yes. were giant guinea pigs on wheels. And also, people actually drove them. Yeah, because like, there's no humans in like, the Cars universe. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no humans like, in the Cars universe. They can okay. The guinea pig cars can, they can and do move on their own. However, they can also be driven by people. And I don't know if the people are actually like like a small child at a car wheel just pretending to drive or they're actually driving. They must but, be. They must be obedient to their human overlords. But just like a tauntaun, you get inside that shit. It's a legitimate guinea pig. It has all the functions of a guinea pig, but it's also a car. <laughs> and in the newest episode, uh, thanks to Slippery Roads, a breakdancing police guinea pig car, a beatbox, a zombie, and three other different types of cars, a marriage proposal happened. Why didn't anyone pick this up? Why? Two minutes. These this episodes sounds like something Jane would watch. <laughs> these episodes are like two minutes long like a crunch roll come on get on that shit like like if you do not like this is the one thing where i'm like listen if they do not license this i will pirate it regardless and guess what it wasn't licensed pick that shit up it's fucking stupid um we already talked about wonder egg wonder egg is really good as always um uh tatuba last dungeon Mm, really funny. I, I I watch. I I have not caught up on this one at all throughout the most oh, of the season. So did you start it or? I watched one episode. I what really liked think? it. Yeah, it's it, it it gets really good. It's 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 very funny. It's a it's a lot more of like your your kind of comedy, um, fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, and the characters are actually all really likable and very goofy, and I appreciate it. And it's just a breath of fresh air. That show's uh, also getting dubbed now. Nice. Yami Shibai I'm watching, which is great, as always, if you like spooky things. Uh, X-Arm is garbage, but I love it. Kimono Jihen isn't getting enough play, and it's really, yeah, really I good. I haven't heard anything about it. Kimono it's, Jihen's really good. I've caught. I've quietly been keeping up on it. It's yeah. very, very good. What, what did you think very, of the last, uh, the last two episodes with Shiki? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's been very good. So very I good. recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skate the Infinity. Um, is Skate the Infinity. Skate the Infinity. <laughs> it, it had it, yeah, it had a recap episode, but the episode before that was really good. It was really good. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, especially the after credit scene with Joe and um, what's his actual name? I just don't know him as as Cherry. Just call him Cherry. Cherry, yeah, Cherry and Joe uh, uh-huh. at the restaurant. It's very good. Well, uh, uh, her, his official name, according to uh, Mal, is Cherry Blossom. Cherry, thank you, Cherry Blossom. That's your legally de- defined name, aka Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> Hori Mia is. Hori Mia um, kills me inside. Hori Mia is uh, a heart. Really good. Too oh. because uh, it's really it's really really good. I love this show. I love Harvey so much. They're mm. experimenting, quote they, unquote. It's Experim- they're, it's, they're trying to be kinky. Kink. Ooh, which is like I don't kink shame, but can you keep your kinks to not in public? You yeah, sick you woman. I do appreciate how frank it is about it, though. Oh, uh, it's a hundred percent out in the open. It's like, listen, these two, they met. They dated, uh, they, they started dating, they fucked, and now they're experimenting a little bit. And then... The, and I love it that she's like, turns out, I like being yelled at. <laughs> and the funniest thing to me was when he tries to get an answer, he goes up to the father, and the father's like, get in the tub. And he's like, why do I need to be in the bath? And he's just like, because this is the way that true men can talk to each other. Get in the tub. Son, yeah, <laughs> true men. His her, her father's hilarious. Yeah. Her I love dad it. is her dad gives me Akio from Clan Ad vibes. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, just it's my favorite dad. Part. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen had, in my opinion, the funniest episode. Of I want to talk about Kaisen because, uh, I did not expect them to do a baseball episode. Oh and- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but the baseball like part of the manga wasn't that long, was it? It's, it's only like a chapter. chapter. <laughs> yeah, which means they must have adapted the. I think it's one chapter they adapted for the entire which, episode. I'm going to imagine if you're going to do so weird one chapter, make it that chapter. Matt, I, what did you think of that episode? I thought it was the funniest episode I've seen of anything so far this year. Um, and it it reminded me a lot. It's gonna sound weird. It reminded me a lot of the uh, the more goofier portions of something like Soul Eater. Uh, yeah, I can see like, that. Yeah, or like, or or the or 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 back to the Bleach comparison. It reminded me of some of the filler episodes of Bleach in a mm. good way, and some of the better some of the better standalone filler episodes of. Bleach, because mm-hmm. uh, Bleach had a couple filler episodes like this that were really good and really funny. Like, um, who, okay. like there was an episode, like there's an episode mm-hmm. where he, where uh, Hichigaya <laughs> teaches uh, the kids on Earth how to play soccer, <laughs> and it's great. Uh, That's except amazing. that Hichigaya doesn't know how to play soccer, so he's just bullshit. So he's just bumbling with them, <laughs> and it's great. It's great. That's, it's a great really good. episode. It's a um, great standalone, uh, but it's but you reminded me a lot of that. I remind me a lot of that. Any image of a panda with a baseball bat was never not going to be funny to me. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, so he just wants whoever, to push a zebra, dude. <laughs> who, I, I was about to get to that. Whoever was in charge of writing those fucking stats because they're not in the manga. They're not I went in the manga. back to the chapter to make sure, and they are not there. Those those are so, not, those, I was crying. I had to pause and read all those. They were the funniest thing to me. I think my top two were definitely Panda, which is just always dreamed of punching a zebra. 
or really wants to punch a zebra. And Kugasaki, which, which is like, she just uh, applied for a credit card. Credit card. As, as a high school student, that's pretty hard. That's pretty and risky. Just, that's pretty risky. <laughs> she just applied for credit or, or fucking Miwa that's like, left a mango in the fridge. And now it's gone. <laughs> and now it's gone. And then fucking Maze is just like, has now acquired a taste for mangoes. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> she stole her mango. And of course, who can... We can't talk about this episode without the funniest scene to me, which is just fucking Toto getting nailed and just everybody going, nice pitch! Nice pitch. Everyone yeah, yeah, hates Toto. Nice this entire episode, it, it was a... Especially since, like, it was a nice change of space, especially since, the uh, like, the past arc of Kaisen. Hasn't been... To, I know it gets darker, but it was a pretty heavy arc. And mm-hmm. it was nice to see just, like, I, I like... Like, for, like I like Shonen that does this. Like, they'll have a heavy arc, and then it's like, okay, now for some bullshit. Now for some just, silly bullshit. I know Kai sends a lot. Like, they do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, they'll, uh, which, which is great tone balance. I mean, at uh, the end, they, I mean, at the end of the next arc that they're going to be adapting in the last three episodes, yeah. uh, Yuji yeah, meets an old grade school friend who has a crush on him. So, oh my god, I forgot, forgot about, about that, that part. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know her. if they're going to be adapting that because they have three episodes left, and they just casted the people who are going to play the villains for the next arc, and I so I, they might be saving that stuff for like the start of the next season if they do that. Maybe, uh, but because they, they only got three episodes, it's very it would be weird to end there. But then again, my heroes ended on yeah, the so like whatever. Spot. I n- yeah. I know for sure with three episodes left, they are adapting in full the cursed womb painting stuff. So yes, yeah. Uh, the Christmas cool. pain stuff, which which is a small enough, which I checked, it's a small enough arc. It's ten chapters, it. so they can do it. Mm, it's, yeah, it's, it's a small enough arc, which means that saves next season for Shibuya. Literally, um, literally the next shit is Gojo backstory and Shibuya. Shibuya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Shibuya, uh, Shibuya is a double core affair in itself. Oh, so like, for fun. For fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I got two more shows, and then that's my yearly, or my seasonal roundup. Uh, Project Scarred. Uh, is ah, the boring. is boring, but it's still competent. Competent, like mm-hmm. like it's the one worst of those kind sh- of show. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows where it's like, okay, go hands. I can see what you were going for, and you finally started to get a handle on your weird fucking art style, and it has the ability to be good. Uh, but where have I heard just- that before? <laughs> boring every go hands show okay there is studio that i want to like because i think that their art style is cool and like sometimes it hurts my eyes but it hurts my <laughs> eyes with love and but all 99 of their shows that aren't k or even capelli on it in, in, in my opinion are not great no they're not this is like middling up upper tier but it's still like it, a six out of ten. It's so weird because they completely destroyed their reputation with handshakers, and then since then they've been like really slowly trying to build themselves back up. Because every show I don't since think then coming has back been... with Riz was the best possible decision. Though. <laughs> no, I don't think making a direct sequel to your most hated and devi- uh, reviled show was a good decision. <laughs> hey, I'm not arguing against that. I'm just saying Wiz was at least better. <laughs> quote unquote yes better. uh 
And the last and that, show... And that, sorry, is, just to yeah, interrupt real quick. And then Scarred is just fucking painfully average, which, sure, it's, it's competent, but it doesn't save it from being painfully average. Yeah. I mean, it's cool when I can see what's happening. Yeah, when it's not incomprehensible. I think that the whole, you know, Helios and Artemis kind of moon and sun thing is a bit, you know, heavy-handed, but it's cool. And that's all I can say about uh, Scar- uh, uh, Project Scarred is like, it's cool, I guess. Um, and the last it's show... show. <laughs> and the last show is Bakuero. Mm, oh, Bakuero. Is... <laughs> I've, I've kept up on Bakuero, and I will say this... It's it, it. I think a back arrow. I need. I need to wait till the core is done. I don't know how to feel about it yet. Me neither. Uh, um, I I like it though. I like. Yes. It. I know that, but I don't know how much I. Like it. I I think. Sorry to interrupt again. No, go ahead. I like it enough, but I'm with Matt. Where I'm like, I'm sort of in like a gray area right now. Where I'm like. Do I like it enough to keep going? Mm, not sure yet. I think for me, it's very similar to when I first watched Gunsword, and I was like, this is good. I don't know how much I'll watch of it, but it's good. I, I like it. Yeah, I it like feels very, it. Yeah, it feels very mid-2000s anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in in both the best and worst possible ways, uh, so make that what you will of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely feels like that. Tanaguchi uh, decided I'm going to make a uh, I'm, I'm going to make a show that I've wanted to make since like 2005 and change nothing of it. And um, I mean, hey, props to Tanaguchi. <laughs> like the mech design is really good. Okay, that I can and- agree on. Yeah, the and mech design's very good. The action scenes are really good. Really good. Uh, the, the way it uses CG is really well done. Yeah, the even the the character designs are actually really unique and interesting. It's just its story that I'm kind of like, I don't, Taniguchi, what the fuck are you trying I'm to do? I'm just like, I don't know if I care. I don't know what I, I don't know what it's doing. I know it's written by the guy who did Promare and and that's what that's literally the big reason as to why I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because I'm like it's written by the trigger guy, one of the trigger guys, and mm-hmm. they know what they're doing for the most part. Hey, I mean, fucking Promare, so yeah, Promare, yeah. Pro, Promare, BNA, Gurren Lagan, Kill a Kill. It's yeah, this guy. I mean, so. so this feels very Gurren Lagan esque in its story, like. Uh, it uh, the story feels at least to me it feels a bit disjointed. Um, yes, it, it doesn't feel like it has any direction. Um, that that being said, that could possibly be the point, and uh, possibly because I need to wait for another season. Mm-hmm. I need. I think I, this is a show. I definitely. I'm going to keep following. I I think I need to see it as a whole first. I need to to really make a judgment. on uh, I, I can't I can't make a judgment on it until the show's done. Which the show is going to be twenty four episodes. We still got like a core yeah, left. There's still a whole yeah. core left. Still a whole core left. Yeah. And I mean, if you the newest episode was interesting. Gave also, that princess cool... was annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's very annoying, and I don't like her. But I also, <laughs> but also, she's not Nina, and that's all I can say. Fair the enough. Worst... Have a nice day. 
And I guess, Matt, we can talk about Promised Neverland because I don't I am know not what talking to about Promised Neverland. I have not seen it yet. Uh, okay. I don't know what to think anymore, dude. Bro, show I'm, is just, uh, I'm just not going to bother at this point. I've heard it's bad, so that's why I haven't watched it I'm yet. just not going to bother. The, I'm just going to read the manga. <laughs> the newest episode, I can say um, something maybe happens. <laughs> And there might be betrayal, I think. I thought you were going to say there might be rats. Like there, actual there might like, also, rats. There, there might also the be rats. They're bringing back characters now and characters that we have no reason to care about. Plot might twist, be Crow never group. died. Plot, plot twist, I was right. Phil was not to be trusted the entire Phil time. Phil was the demon the entire time. <laughs> also... In what is my favorite thing, my, my, my favorite trope of all time in anime and media as a general, where you have characters that do complete 180s on their, their like morals for no discernible reason other than, well, he's a boss, I guess. For the sake oh, of I heard this talk no juicer in this fucking episode. I heard this talk no juicer in this episode. One of, the, one of the, the Lambda girls is about to kill a demon. And then she like doesn't, oh, and she's like the BVS eh, thing. And she's like, no, 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 no. This is after that. She's oh, like, okay. she, she's she's like ready to kill it. She's like, I will destroy all demons. I have to kill all the demons. I'm gonna kill the demons. Okay. Then Aaron she swings. Yeager, is that you? Then she swings this club down, and it misses. And she's like, I still want to kill the demons. That's my goal. But Norman, you're the boss. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, the, what huh? the fuck then? If that's your fucking goal, what, what, you kill what, the demon. What yeah, happened yeah, no. between her saying that and swinging the bat? <laughs> like, the answer apparently is, a change of heart. Last talk no jutsu, bro. No, straight up last second, dude. She like goes to swing and it does like a cutaway to like a sound and then it cuts back to the demon and the weapons like you know when they like cut near it and it's like supposed to show that the character had a change of heart. She's huh. straight up. Within her swinging that and telling Norman that what I told you was about a second and a half. She, she's crying. She goes, I have to do this. Swings, misses, turns, goes, I'm still going to kill all the demons, but I trust you, Norman. Perfect amount of the, the precise window of time you need to have a moral epiphany. Listen, if I ever have a moral change of heart that quickly, it was never a moral conundrum to begin with i'm just an asshole so yeah, yeah read the manga <laughs> read the yeah, manga read the manga uh the only show i want to talk about is re-zero uh because re-zero's episode was incredible um and everyone and shane have you watched it yet? no not yet yeah like i said i am behind should, you absolutely should watch it because it is the best episode of the show uh so far the entire is, show i would argue yeah uh it is the best animated episode of this season it's the it is the it is the best episode animated animation wise of this core definitely would um, you say episode of the year contender yes uh yeah. it's absolutely episode of the year contender it's so good like it's absolutely fantastic and it's uh and like it has one of subaru's best moments it has one of ram's best moments mm -hmm. um what has if? one of them what what if we give best episode at the year end awards to re zero two years in a row. 
I would not complain. The VZO's like episode VZO's highs are like higher than most shows. So we so that's like usually like a sign of like its quality to me. Uh, also, Amelia gets a great moment in this episode too. Who's Amelia killing it? This core. Absolutely. I mean, this whole core has basically been about Amelia. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely killing it. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, I think uh, so. Let's move on to Simul Pubs if we have anything to talk about there. I'm behind on my manga too. I didn't read many of the new chapters. Oh, you week. didn't read One Piece then? I read One Piece. I read One Piece. I read Kaisen. I read Mashal, and I read My Hero. That's okay. it. I love it. It's like I didn't read any manga, but I did read this, 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 this. I read okay. Out of the fifteen I'm reading, I read four. <laughs> That's fine. Let's talk about One Piece, though. Um, so Hyogoro. Yeah, gonna die. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Hyogoro. Um, I don't want him to die. No, because he's great. I love him. I would. I'd be very. I'd be very sad. I. 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 I'd cry. Hyogoro. Is that a small? Is that an old man? He is an old man who becomes a big fat old man. Ah yes, I he am. Is, I am. He is the yakuza captain of the flower capital in Wano. Yeah, he was. He was, he, a big got, he was in the Luffy met him in the prison, mm-hmm. and he was like. He, and he's like, ah, you have what? What do they call hockey in Wano again? Fuck Rio. What the name of it. We what? Rio? 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 Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have Rio. And it's like, so he, he basically is like, he's basically like another hockey teacher for yeah. the movie. He, he's another Rayleigh. Huh? Ray, Rayleigh, by the way. Fuck I you, Matt. I, I'm pretty sure it's Rayleigh. I think it's Rayleigh. I, Rayleigh, Rayleigh, potato, potato. Yeah, fucking, um, <laughs> but... But in any case, yeah, he's just an. I don't want him to die though. I like him, and he's badass. Um, yeah. So let me paint the picture for Spencer. Everyone's turning into ice demons. Why? Because. Okay. Somebody used somebody used something. Somebody had a gun with bullets <laughs> that, that turns people into ice. Turn people Wait, into ice demons. T- okay, that's not what I was expecting. That's <laughs> not a gun. What were you I expecting? Was, <laughs> I was expecting somebody's bullshit fucking gum Dumb- gum fruit or not gum gum fruit. Um, gum gum fruit. fruit. No gum gum is what I said, but they're not all gum gum fruit, Spencer. It's not Madoka Magica. And guess who's in charge of making an antidote? Oh, now that big the news, Morgan. Chopper. Yes. Chopper. I no, knew Spencer it. Was, Spencer was right. It's it's Big Bird. It's big, oh, it's Big Bird. Oh shit. It's Big News Morgan. Oh shit! Yeah, and he, while he's making the endo, he's just like he's like just getting screenshots. Just like, every few seconds, like, he goes like. Chick. He's like, "Well, you see, we got to make sure that this endo goes to all those people, so I can get a big scoop, mm-hmm. big news, big news." Hmm. When are we gonna see Kaido again? Yes. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> As the resident One Piece expert, I can tell you. You will see Kaido within the next fortnight. Because there's the... Okay. All right. Because I'll probably go on break again this week. Because, like, we yes. still... We we have to go back to Kaido Beastman form. Uh, Robin and Brooke fighting Black Maria. Uh, whoever that was with the samurai who is not an L, Matt... It's a Nell. I'm not. sorry. It's a Nell. It looks exactly like him. I don't know what you're smoking. If it, what, what if we're both wrong, and it's just someone completely different? Then fuck us. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm just oh, gonna stop reading. So, so it's like that Smash 
trailer where like Banjo Kazooie turns into the fucking Duck Hunt dog. Mm-hmm. You're just like, how does that even make sense? Because you look nothing the same. Because two animals that are a mammal and a bird, I guess. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> a fucking um, <laughs> in any, it's like in any, like in any kid. But yeah, One Piece is uh One Piece lit right now. It always Definitely. is, Matt. Yeah, fucking my hero's really good right now too. My um, hero's good. It has to explain some things next chapter because my... this chapter was. was it absolutely was will. It absolutely. Will. Oh yeah, it obviously it will. It's it's it's. it's horikoshi but it, it had one of those status quo chapters that horikoshi loves to throw in there from time <laughs> mm-hmm. to time yeah it's one of those chapters where like it's it's a build-up chapter because now we're getting we're getting because at the end of the before this chapter we cut to all might and deku who isn't well i have to call him coma um in the hospital and yes. now so that's the entire chapter is just to build up to him like in his vision in one of his obligatory visions now mm-hmm. and obviously i think this is going to be like a three chapter long vision this is something that's going to be like a, a it's going to take a little bit uh so mm-hmm. it's obviously just build up that last panel I, though, oh yeah i i hope because if n- the next chapter comes out and it's just hand waved away. I'm getting, I'm not going to be happy. It's I don't cut think... back to Todoroki family counseling. I won't. I will spoil... be like. I won't spoil it because I did read the scans because I do read scans. I just don't talk about them because I know people don't want spoilers. Mm-hmm. I will say this is that they not only don't hand wave it away, but they make a suggestion that's a lot more radical than you think it is than than you than you anticipate. Okay, uh, Daku will become yeah. the president. It's let. And it's this, this art, there's like this section actually seems to be, it's going to be less about the quirks he's getting and more about what does Deku actually going to, what is he actually going to do with Shigaraki? Mm-hmm. What is he going uh, to, what, what how's he going to deal with the big bad? The big bad. Uh, yeah. And I'm excited. And there's also some indications I in this chapter, the, the, in the chapters that is that Tomura might've been quirkless himself actually as well at one point. Uh, interesting it, if true, me. big if true, yeah, big, big if, if uh, uh, which which would be into which, which I don't buy from the. I don't uh, buy I don't, either because if that's the case, they have to explain how if he was quirkless, how he got decay. Yeah, which yeah, I mean the the cop out answer is all for one, but like how far back does but, that go? Well, obviously it's got to be him. He's the only one able to get quirk, give quirk. So like. Yeah, but, but like, you know, what if it's some other bullshit entirely? It's like, ah, oh, you've heard of all for one and one for all, but what about snail all mail? For... <laughs> all for all? Yeah, snail mail is a quirk where you give somebody a quirk, but it doesn't show up for the first like six to ten years of their lives. And then Hold here up. comes that actually sounds like that actually sounds and like. And then here comes one for one. <laughs> here one comes for all one. for all for all. Here comes for all one. Here comes yeah. all, all, all. And then sent to the Peter only reason that back. people think it is is because they, because they confer because like the uh, no because no because like we know that before his quirk like actually like awakens quote unquote um uh a uh, awakens he did uh, that he's like there was a there was like a suited man that met with him beforehand and, and everyone's always wearing that a suit oh guess what it's all for one 
Which I don't buy, though. I don't buy that. Because it's like, that implies that every man with a suit is possibly awful. And it gives me Mephisto, and it gives me Mephisto and WandaVision vibes. And I'm already tired of those fucking, that fucking shit. So I don't want to, so like, I'm, so in any case, I don't, I, I don't. But yeah, my hero's really good right now. I also I like how good. Horikoshi gave Deku a speech impediment. Yes. Um, it, it really makes what? me feel happy having one myself. Or technically, yeah. well, I, I, I always assumed that his like mumbling was some kind of speech impediment. Personally, I also it's love correct. how I can't read. I relate oh. to Deku. Oh, well, oh. yeah, yo, have you ever seen uh, Shane trying to read stuff in Yakuza? Please he stop, just... Matt. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone already knows. It's okay. Case. Pretty um, sure I'm dyslexic. Anyway. Anyway, Mashal. Oh, Mashal I, I don't. I don't read Mashal, so that's all you. You really you, should, Matt. You really should, Matt. I really should, but I. I don't. Sit down. Take a minute. So yeah, Car- Carpaccio, huh? What a fucker! Yeah. What a fucker! I hope Mash kills him. I hope well, <laughs> Ma- Mash d- doesn't kill anybody. I hope he like breaks his neck by like break dancing on yeah. his corpse. Also, I'm still not a hundred percent. Convinced that we saw Finn's personal magic. No, no, I'm not. You really think convinced. he doesn't have spatial magic? I mean, I think that might be a part of it. But remember, he tried. He used. A, a, he tried to use a spell, and it looked like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I think there's something more to his magic than just think, spatial magic. Do you think maybe it has like a time lag, or I think it might have like a time lag, or it. It it activates when danger is present. Or that like would make when... sense. It'd be like kind of like danger sense. Yeah, um, but Mash is is here again, and he's not happy with somebody picking on his friend. Yeah, and then he's gonna beat the shit out of him. Also, Finn spatial magic. Finn roll spatial magic. magic. Coincidence, by the way, Finn roll was the best black bull in my boy. <laughs> I mean, um, Finn roll is the boy. The boy. Indeed is the boy. Remember when he got uh, the highlights in his hair? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, Mash is about to beat people up. Which is always fun. Always fun. It's always fun um, to see. The what stupid have... ways in which Mash beats people up. Hey, if you don't have magic, just punch something really, really hard. Really hard. It's 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 the Osta way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um what else did you say? Did you read? I'm, I'm not going to go into detail about Kaisen for Matt's sake. Yes. Okay, yes. Because we'll yes. there is big shit happening right now. There, uh, this is like shaking the entire core of It's Kaisen. been shaking the entire core because of Shibuya. Literally like for the last it. year. <laughs> yes, and it continues to because fucking Akutani just won't give up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, what if I just did this now? What oh. if... You know what this reminds me of, by the way, the stuff with Gojo? Mm. It reminds me of, this could be funny, it reminds me of Araki. Because in part oh, five... Oh, how he wrote out Fugo? In, par, in part five, he wrote out Fugo because his stand was so busted that Araki didn't have a way to actually write around it. So he just wrote him out of the story completely. So I feel like Akutani was it, was just like, 
okay, so I've shown off Gojo's powers a couple times. And everybody knows that he's the most powerful. Everyone so knows sense. no one can beat him. Nobody can beat him. So what if I just wrote him out of the story? Goodbye, Gojo. Oopsie daisies. <laughs> Lol, bitch. <laughs> Lol, bitch. Anyway, all I'm going to say about where Kaisen is right now is that Sukuna might be involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He might be coming back again already. Might be seeing him for the first yeah. time in a while. Mm-hmm. Remember the meteor? Yes. That was crazy. Anyway. That was crazy. So you haven't seen the newest chapter of Phantom Seer yet? No, I've not. Okay. We we meet the big... Bo- we finally meet the puppet master. Well, I mean, we already... Meet the puppet master. Oh, okay. Also, you get to see... Um, uh, the guy w- with the Tengus. Um, I forget his God, name. God, I'm terrible with names and these fucking things. Oh, because they're all Japanese names. They're not exactly, you know, common for us. So I have to re- try to remember all the Japanese names. Uh, but the Tengu guy, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. The Tengu man and <laughs> the the girl with, with the dog head. Kondo. I remember Kondo. that one. Kondo. Well, Kondo uses her channel divinity and turns into her demon so she turns into a floating dog head no she turns into a dog girl person Uh, it's it's, listen it looks a lot cooler in manga form okay it sounds so dumb it does but then tengu unleashes his channel divinity and it's radical and um and then he 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 reveals his stand bohemian rhapsody Rhapsody. (laughs) wait you you do know that's a stand, right? Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it is. It, it's in part six. It turns imaginary fairy book creatures into reality. Cool. I yeah. Guess. Jolene has to fight against Humpty Dumpty <laughs> and Pinocchio. Yeah. I'm not joking. It's Imagine being like, ah, yes, this epic fight against Humpty Dumpty. I love how you can never truly spoil JoJo. Like, because, that, like, what? And. and that and I could be lying through my teeth, but it still sounds like it's real, and you believe it. I, 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 I can believe it when it, in regards to JoJo. But yeah, Phantom Seer, real good chapter, real good, real good as always. Uh, I like it. You started reading um, Sakamoto Days yet? Not yet, but I'm going to. Um, and the last one that I'm reading is uh, aside from uh, Black Clover, which. Ooh, Black Clover, that newest chapter. Black Clover's always Ooh. good. Matt, that newest chapter, bro. I won't say anything because I don't know if yeah. Shane's read it. I rank, they're making the noises. What chapter was it? Um, uh, the most recent one. The most recent one, yeah. Then I definitely one, have not read it. One, yeah. was it one? 284. 284. 284, yeah, I think Jeez. it was that one. But it was the most recent one. I don't pay attention yeah. to the numbers that often, but ooh. Oh, bro, that that final fucking spread, bro. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Oh, there's a spread, mm-hmm. huh? Tabata is there, real good with his spreads. Tabata is good. So, Shane, uh, read Black Clover pretty much as soon as this podcast is done. Yeah. Um, do yourself a favor. And uh, hell, I the last well do one. it right now. <laughs> yeah, just, just read it on, on the podcast. Shane, because I'm, read it on the podcast and he's going to well, make a noise. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Kowloon. Um... 
black clover. Well, Jamie's black clover. <laughs> Just wait uh, for the noise. You'll know when it's coming. <laughs> the 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 new baseball manga. Uh yeah, the new one, yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. I it's, tell C. It's... Huh? I tell C. Oh. I tell C it... Is that what you're talking about or did I miss that? No. I'm no, I I'm not talking about uh, uh, I tell C yet. I'm talking about Kowloon, the uh baseball manga. Oh, okay. It's a it's a sports manga. It's That's good. all I gotta say. It's good. It's uh if you like sports or you just you're not you're not a big sports guy but you like anime sports, this is more of a grounded sport. Actually, Matt, you know what I would describe this as? Yeah. It's more akin to like sports but like Moneyball. Huh. The main character is more of a statistical person than like a pure powerhouse sportsman hmm. uh it's, it's actually really good and yeah so i tell c um shane isn't very happy with it because it's kind of got away from I, that i think it's still good and i will continue to read it however i'm slightly disappointed that it ditched the creepy horror vibes of the first chapter yeah and i get it I mean, what I, did? I tell C. I tell C. Oh, I tell C. Yeah, because the first it's... chapter is very unsettling, mm-hmm. and I I dug that. That's the reason why I was so adamant on it at the start because that first chapter has like the perfect vibe, and I wanted more of that. And then as the chapters proceeded, it kind of went away from that and went in a completely different direction. I'm like, well, it's still good, but like, you know, what if? Yeah, it's uh, it's very much. It's now more of your. It's a. It's still a unique premise, but it's a traditional kind of quirky but serious cop drama or detective pr- procedural. Uh, yeah. But it's it's good. It's good. I I highly rec- recommend it. Um, now we just gotta wait for uh, Shane to finish Black Clover. There is more dialogue than I was expecting. <laughs> yes, it is a. It's a kind of a dialogue-heavy chapter, at least until that final. Um... At least until that final uh, Yeetmeister General. Um, Yeetmeister General, Jägermeister. Jägermeister. Yeah. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan Sundays. Is it Sunday? It's it's Sunday. How, in two how days, weird is it to know that there's only one chapter left? Uh, so I read that very chapter, Very distressing, Matt. quite frankly. <laughs> Did you read that chapter? Uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening, but wow, that final panel's fucked. Um, it is fucked, and I don't know how he's gonna wrap it up in a chapter. No, no idea, but fuck it. Isayama can do it. Did you hear that? Can, he, can, he, a... can you nail the la- Can he stick the landing? Can he stick the landing? He's been doing this for what? I like mean, 10 he, years? Ha- he has said for a while that he's had that last chapter penned out for a long time. So um, he knows how it's ending. He knows how it's ending. Did you hear that they made that Levi statue in his hometown? They did. Yes. Yeah, did. it's it, it's actually a pretty cool statue because it's... that was um, Isayama's favorite. Speaking how do you Levi, know when you make? How do you know when you make it in an anime? Uh, you get a real life set. I think you made a noise. What is this true mana bullshit? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> he's getting there. He's almost there. I want to end before he gets there. That, ironically, seventy years ago on the day, Matt. Why are they spent- all shooting beams? 
They are just all they are just all shooting beams. Beam. Those beams. devils are fucked. Seven years ago on the day today, Matt, you posted on my Facebook wall that Matthew Mercer, Leon S. Kennedy, will be an attack on Titan. He will play Levi, humanity's most powerful soldier. And I commented, well, of course, I'd expect nothing less from Mr. Kennedy. Seven years ago. Seven years ago, he has been playing Levi for almost seven years. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Mid-ranking devils? They look more than mid-ranking. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can start the news while I'm doing this. I'll still listen. All right. Uh, but but in any case, uh, let's start off with the news because we do have quite a bit. So I would like to get going with that. Uh, so let's talk about My Hero because My Hero did release a trailer for season five. Uh, so let's talk about it. Toho Animation began streaming a third promotional video on Saturday for the fifth season of the My Hero Academia manga. The video reveals and, and previews Dish's opening theme song number one. Uh, the video description also reveals that the Peggies will perform at the ending theme song, yeah. Ajiato, uh, or Footprints. Uh, Kenji Nagasaki is once again the chief director of the anime at Studio Bones, and Masahiro Mukai returns as director from season four. Yusuke Karada is once again overseeing and writing the series scripts. Yoshi Ihiko Yumiyoki and previous assistant character designer Atomi Asuna, uh, uh, Orashima are again the character designers, and Yuki Hayashi will return to compose the music. What uh, the did fuck? everyone watch the. What? I'm still reading the chapter. I apologize. Did I, everyone read? Did everyone re-watch the trailer for the I new season? I did watch one? the trailer. Yes, I am watching it right now. Uh, okay, first of all, uh, the Sakuga present in this fucking trailer. It looks is, like a strong ass production. It's strong ass production, even more so than usual. This looks fantastic, uh, and and like they are going all out with this season. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. Like it looks real good. Um, so, and the other and the other big thing uh, I want to mention is the song. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it? Is Notch dead? Is he? Is he dead? He looks kind of dead. We don't know, Shane. Also, d- damn, Oruk. Yes. <laughs> damn, Oruk. Yeah. Fucking. But yeah, uh, that's the, the we we knew we got it to it because you made the noise. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. All right, I'm f- paying full attention again. <laughs> All right, uh, so am I, yeah. I just finished the, the trailer. Uh, uh, song in the trailer. Can we talk about the song? Because whips. Uh, it whips. It whips. My hero never misses. I'm already. Feel, misses. I'm already feeling more confident about this one than I was for Polaris. And even then, I've. You, I you came around Polaris. on Polaris. Came around and likes Polaris now. It, like like you should have. Like a fucking from the beginning. You know what? I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna keep an open mind. I'm just gonna be like, you know what? That's a good OP. Because <laughs> it, it yeah. most likely will be. Yeah, because my hero has yet to miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, it looks like a strong production, which I think is good. They're going all out for this arc, which I'm really happy about because this is an action-heavy arc as well. Yeah. Uh, imagine every fight gets a, a, a top tier. If just this it, is my favorite arc in the manga, <laughs> to put that in, in into perspective, it's because you simp for one B. 
Because they don't get enough fucking screen time, okay? And all of their quirks are really interesting. And I just also really like the the action in this arc. Also, based on that trailer, if that's the level of production they're giving this arc, imagine my villain. Oh! I'm just going to put that out there, because remember, that's also happening this season. Yeah, more than likely. And probably the little bit before the uh, the war stuff. Too, yeah, the intern. Endeavor ship with endeavor too, you know how they, yeah, they yeah that they definitely happen that too and i think i think it's a stronger production because unlike most seasons where the uh recap episode is episode one the recap episode is actually labeled as episode zero so it's a separate thing so either either they're they're labeling it episode zero but it's still going to be 25 anyway and they're just being weird no, about it not, or no. if it's labeled episode zero that means it's or they're doing this. They're still doing the normal twenty-five, and they're just adding a bonus one on top of that. They're adding a bonus one. It's normal twenty-five still. That uh, must mean things were going real good this season. Yeah, uh, which is which is good. Which is good. Um, it's good but he was always had a strong production, though. Still, like it's not. That's that op is gonna slap, dude. Yeah, it's going to slap. Speaking of things that don't have a strong production, though, we I want to talk about one a trailer for something that dropped this past couple weeks, and I want. Oh, I know I want, what you're going to talk about. I want to play into this because this this. Uh, so you read y'all this manga, didn't you? Netflix's trailer for Way of the House Husband, right? Oh no! <laughs> y'all saw this, right? Oh, oh I, I for- saw. I it. forgot about this. My brain tried to like exile it. <laughs> subtitle trailer for the anime series of Kosuke's Ono's The Way of the House Husband manga on Tuesday. The trailer reveals two new cast members of the anime as well as its April 8th worldwide debut on Netflix. Uh, Chiaki Kon uh, for director of, of Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3, Devils and Realists and, Jun- and Junjo Romantica is directing the anime at JC staff and Susumu Yudakawa of Backstreet Girls Goku Dolls is supervising the series scripts. Way of the House Husband follows a retired Yakuza member known as Immortal Tatsu, who's living out his post-crime career as a house husband. He still manages to find his way into trouble from time to time, except it's in the grocery aisle instead of some back. Ono lost the manga in Sunochawa's Kuraki, uh, Kuraki but, uh, Bunch website in February of 2018. Uh, so I am a fan of this manga, for, for clarity's sake, because I really like it. and It's really funny. It, well... Uh, well written and a lot and has great artwork definitely check out the manga if you can uh so i was really looking forward to this adaptation not anymore not anymore y'all like powerpoint (laughs) y'all y'all like no animation y'all like a slideshow that's what you're getting what what happened oh what staff that's what happened i'm gonna put an image into a podcast that I just took because I was rewatching the the trailer. Uh, look at the uh, the glorious art on this woman's face. Uh, <laughs> keep talking. I have to upload it, but you know, it's, it's, because like I've read somewhere that apparently like there was a mandate by like a dumbass producer who was like it make it look like the manga. Uh, which Some, to me, someone took that a little too literally. <laughs> Um, also, that woman's face has uh, no proportion. It uh, it it, it looks it, off. Hold on, I'm bringing it up on screen. That woman yeah, is bring... just a potato. It, he, it does not look correct. That um, is a grade school drawing of a face. That is a potato woman. Limited animation in a comedy can actually be funny if used correctly. I'm a fan of Inferno Cop, and that has no animation. Yeah, uh, but 
but, but at what the same is, time, but what is this? This is this is not this is this is how this is as the kids say, not it. It definitely <laughs> um, is not. And I'm very disappointed. So so my so my suggestion to y'all is just read the manga. Um, it's very good. It's very funny. Highly recommend it. Uh, don't bother with this. Uh, and uh, JC staff. Stop taking anime challenge. Yes, uh, so <laughs> uh, blame speak JC exactly for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah to, uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of uh, uh, anime coming out in April, let's talk more about To Your Eternity because that's hap- that's that's also happening. Uh, so let's read on about how, who's doing the the opening for the show. That's because- the new brain space, right? Yes, the new Brain Space show. Okay. Uh, the official website for the television anime of Yoshitoki Oma's To Your Eternity manga revealed on Tuesday that Hikaru Utada is contributing her new song, Pink Blood, as the anime's opening theme. This is the first time the artist has contributed an an- a-, a theme song to a television anime. It's not the first time she's worked on anime. She worked on uh, all four of the rebuild of Evangelion films, uh, which, by the way... A uh, final rebuild film, and finally in theaters. So we now live in a world where rebuild is done, uh, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. But in any case, uh, Masiko Murata is directing the anime at Brainspace. Shinzo Fujita is in charge of the series scripts, and Koji Yabuno is designing the characters. Uh, Kudansha uh, uh, Conference is publishing the manga in English and describes the story: a new manga from the creator of the acclaimed silent voice, featuring intimate emotional drama and an epic story spanning space and time. A lonely boy wandering the Arctic regions of North America meets a wolf, and the two become fast friends, depending on each other to survive the harsh environment. But the boy has a history, and the wolf is about is more than ECI as well. To your eternity is a totally unique and moving manga about life, death, reincarnation, and the nature of love. I am so excited for this fucking series. Uh, cause uh is there's a I'm pretty sure there's a PV out for it. It looks there is. so there's multiple actually. And it looks amazing. It looks fucking phenomenal. And all you need to say is that it's from the creator of a silent voice. That's and literally all you need to yeah, say. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. It's from the creator of a silent voice. And it's just such a great concept. It's literally about an immortal being going through time and space. So, like, like that's already, like, uh, like imagine... Imagine the creative of a silent voice doing something like that. It's going to make me cry. Y'all like being life. sad. Oh, I love being sad, dude. I love it's being sad. It's my favorite thing. Uh, you know what else I love? Being sad that an anime is in Netflix jail. Hi, Shaman King. Mm, Let's talk Shaman about King. it. Shaman King. This one hurts. Uh, uh, so Netflix posted an English subtitle version of the new promotional video of the new television anime of Hiroyuki Takei's Simon Kid Manga on Wednesday. Unlike the Japanese video was released an April 1st television premiere for the anime in Japan, Netflix's video only lists a general 2021 release date. Uh, in Japan, the anime will premiere on April 1st. Uh, the anime hey. will premiere on TV Tokyo and will adapt all 35 volumes of the manga's new complete edition. Pain. Nothing but pain. pain. Shane, don't you love how Shane started reading Shaman King because he was excited for this, and now Netflix has li- to come and- I literally started reading it. A, because I was excited for the new anime coming out, and B, because I found all of it for free, and I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Also, yeah, and also what they pull this yeah. shit. Also, what's absolutely fascinating is that they released the full cast, they officially released the full cast for the anime, and out of the main cast, only one of them is recast. 
the rest of the main cast is returning. The only cast member that's been replaced is Yo, apparently. Oh, uh, Yo. Okay. Is, um, um, uh, so like Anna, uh, uh, Anna's uh, voice actress is returning. Tal Renz is returning. Uh, like Romy Park's coming back to play Tal Ren. Megumi Hashiyabata, who I fucking love, is playing Anna. Like it's just the entire cast is back. The entire Japanese, most of the entire Japanese cast is back, which is really great. Uh, let, uh, I don't know if they can do the same with the dub. Because yeah, the who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen with the dub? Some of the actors now. Some of them aren't in voice acting anymore. Hell, the guy who played Yo in the dub for uh, uh, for Shaman King back in the day uh, went to TV. They went to live action TV and <laughs> snapped the major role on House of Cards. So he's too big of an actor. I now. thought you were gonna say he went to jail. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he went I was to TV. Like, Wait a sec. He, Got more popular. He played one of the major characters in House of Cards for a while. Damn, imagine uh, going so, from Shaman King to House of Cards. Yeah, so yeah, so like he's too expensive now. Um, obviously. Uh but and, and in any case, so like, yeah. Uh I'm very sad about this though, because I, I love Shaman King. We're gonna you know what? We say that, but we're still gonna watch it when We're it still gonna watch it whenever they fucking release it, so it like whatever. <laughs> used to this shit now <laughs> it's, still, it's still this year so you know whatever give I mean, me an english things, opening yeah same thing's happening with b stars so it's yeah not the just, first and not the last time we're gonna do this this year we have to yeah. wait for b stars yeah, we have to wait for b stars speaking of stuff that's coming uh uh <laughs> that sounded bad um excuse me yeah. in, do you uh, want to read that uh speaking of other of uh speaking of other news um so y'all are fans of helsing right i do enjoy me some helsing i think that helsing is what we would call uh a seven out of eleven yams i think helsing is what uh the kids would say is good oh yeah i have heard some kids say that i have uh, well, entertainment website deadline reported on thursday that amazon studios is developing a live action adaptation of Kuro Horano's Helsing manga with Derek Kolstad, who is the writer behind the John Wick franchise, as well as one of the writers on Marvel's upcoming The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as bored as the screenwriter. Project producers include Kolstad himself, along with a bunch of other people, uh, and that's all we know, is that this is happening now. Oh, uh, I hope it's good. Uh, they, got, uh, they got a good guy work on it. They got a fucking yeah. fantastic work on it. It uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they get a lot of the uh, John Wick people in, yeah, because bringing Derek Colstead, he brings his entire team with him. Like they, when he when he was brought on to Falcon and Winter Soldier, he brought on his entire. Pretty much that show it has the John Wick people working on it. So like it's it's something. So like Helsing's probably going to be the same way as that, but he just brings on his team. That being said, I do actually like that that this is this is happening because I think Helsing is one of the anime that work could work best in live action. I, I agree. Think I, is- I think it it's really tailored to that medium. I think if done well, yeah. it could be really yeah. good. I absolutely I absolutely think that because Helsing doesn't take itself too seriously. No. Uh, no. I mean, did you watch Ultimate? I did, yes, and it whipped. It whipped. It whipped, uh, but it even doesn't... though it made zero sense. Uh, so here's how you it do a live to. Here's how you do a live hack in Helsing. You cast a cool dude as Alucard, and you have him kill as many zombies as you mm-hmm. can. You cast a cool uh, dude as Alucard. You cast um, cask, cask. Yeah. Uh, you cast a you cast a hot chick as Ceres. Thank um, you. 
Uh, you, uh, you get you get a crazy person as uh, Alexander, whatever his I forget his name. Is it Alexander? Father. What? Father Alexander. Paul Alexander. Um, yeah. And like uh, Alexander you, Anderson. You, is his you name. get a German person as the major. Yeah, you just get a um, Nazi. <laughs> yeah, just get a Nazi. There's tons of those in don't, the don't, US. Don't, yeah, 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 just don't. Yeah, he doesn't even need to act. Just, just film. He him. just needs to be a Nazi. Just like, just, just like, candid camera him around town. Yeah, like, it's what people call method acting. Yeah, <laughs> when, you're so into your character that you commit genocide. You commit genocide. That's my favorite kind of method acting. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you need to be Hitler, and all of a sudden, oh, where would all those people go? Oops. Now there's like Oops. sixty million people. To... They're just gone. It's like yeah. it's like okay, co play Wolfenstein, and then all of a sudden you just have somebody going, okay. Then first we take the Germans, and then we take the Jews, and then we take the robot vampires, he, he, and we put them inside of London. He, yeah. He. Let me tell you something about Spencer. He waits with bated breath to do that bit any opportunity he gets. Don't get to use the the like major. Okay, impression very often. Be it, <laughs> it's a good impression. It's good, but like at the same time, it's just like fun. It's just like you, you always wait to do it. Oh, I'm very oh. excited. I'm very excited for this though. Um, and since it's Amazon, Amazon's been notoriously very good with keeping to their adaptations. Uh, so uh, they are trustworthy. I would trust them. Uh, so this is definitely uh, the this one is time definitely you can trust Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only time in the world. Still waiting on uh, the 3D world, Amazon. Do you not have it yet? No, it just never showed up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I, I, you need to flaunt to send a complaint, my dear. Well, I got uh, a refund, but I'm just saying. It never showed up. <laughs> but it, but in any case, uh, Helsing. Yes. Let's move on. Um, so let's talk about MAPPA, because I know Spencer really likes MAPPA. I mean, we I all do. like uh, MAPPA. Uh, MAPPA. Uh, an anime studio decided is producing a new original anime uh, based around water polo. Uh, titled, I saw this shit. Titled Remain, with Tiger and Bunny head writer Masa, Masafumi Nishida serving as co-creator, chief director, writer, and script writer for every episode, and the audio director. Jesus uh, Christ, dude. The anime will premiere this year. The anime story centers on Minato, a boy who stopped playing water polo due to a certain incident in the water. Yeah, um, a shark came winter, out of nowhere with a gun. <laughs> in winter, it is third year of uh, third year of middle school. He picks up the sport again with a new team when he starts in high school, but the fledgling team runs into many problems. Oh, hmm, I wow. wonder what ninety percent of our squad can't swim. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> our our entire team is at risk of drowning every time. Wait, we get our, why did you play one of our teams? <laughs> Wait, why did you pick up wa water polo? I thought it was polo in the no. water, so there'd be horses. You mean like seahorses? The cast include the cast include <laughs> cast includes Yuto Omera as Mitato, the former competitive water polo player. Katoro Nishiyama as it uh, is Itaro Oka, Minato's younger friend from middle school who followed him to the same high school. Shibaru Kimura uh, as Joe Jimoja. Uh, the captain of the water polo team in Miyano school, and Lynn as Chiwu Kabubuko, someone who 
is knowledgeable about Minato's past. <gasps> He's got the dirt. He's got the dirt. Uh, 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 as he has got the dirt. Uh, Kiyoshi Musada will be directing the anime. Who he, he was the director of Kakagori Season 2 under Nishida's supervision. Um, the person behind the music is going to be a person by the name of Kana Utanane, who has done music for nothing else. This is her first anime work. Interesting. Um, um, and Shiho Tanaka... Uh, the episode, the one of the major episode, uh, the uh, one of the major animation directors on Banana Fish is working on the show as well. So if you like the animation, Did someone of Banana- say Banana Fish. If you like the animation of Banana Fish, like me and Shane did. No, uh, watch this. The anime will premiere this year, but it has no current date. It has no date on when it's coming out. Probably I'm later fall. I'm guessing fall. Yeah. But I'm excited for this. I'm, I will watch anything Mappa does. So, I, you know. I saw this article a few days ago, and I didn't say anything about it. But all I saw was sports show by Mappa, Tiger and Bunny Rider. That's all I needed. Did you see the key visual yet? Yes. Ooh. It's, it's, just, uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a half-naked man with it's the, just gonna... the water. This show, is, yep. this show is just going to further perpetuate the narrative of Mappa doesn't fucking miss. <laughs> <laughs> Mappa has yet to miss. Uh, speaking of myth, speaking, uh, so now let's move on to unexpected news because we're now going to get into some of the news that uh, three pieces of news that dropped this past two weeks about of just uh, completely like who out of the left blue like why like surprise announcements. So let's talk about the biggest surprise announcement. Devil is a part-timer is coming back. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Probably the biggest news of the week, actually, about, of the past two weeks, actually. Uh, so let's move on. The first day of the Katakawa Light Novel Expo event announced on Saturday that Satoshi's Wadigata's The Devil is a Part-Timer Light Novel series will have a second anime season. The entire main cast is returning. However, they did not say on whether or not the main staff or studio from the season one will be returning. They didn't say anything about that. There was a very good indi- there's, and there's a very good indicator from the key visual that it's likely going to have a new staff. Yeah, because I, I noticed the art style looks different. Yeah. Uh, they did change people, but yeah, uh, Devil's a Part Time was a show I really love, and I never. But and it's been a running joke between the four, the the main Gap crew, that the show will never ever receive a uh, a uh, a new season. Turns out dreams do come true. Turns out we can't use that joke anymore. Um, because mm. it got one, so we need to find a new running joke. We need a new anime to pick. Um, what, what, we'll never get a second season. Um, no game, no life. You know what? You know that's what? Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. No game, no I, I feel pretty confident in that one. Yeah. <laughs> no season two. Literally after we post this podcast, no game, no life season two announced. <laughs> I would be I like, okay, where's your prophetic knowledge, my friend? I will no, actually no, commit a back That's how you, that's what you know. It's right after that because he's like, okay, for two for two. But in any case, uh, let's go. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this. This is going to be yeah. uh, season cool. one was great. Uh, speaking of unexpected announcements, Gigi no Kotaro, more <laughs> is that happening? Uh, Satori revealed during the live screen of the manga to- uh, Okoku Totori Saitan 99 Nen Mizuzuki Seguru Setaisai. Or the Manga Kingdom Totori Birth 99 Years uh, Mizuku Siguru Birth Festival event. What? On Sunday. 
I don't know what that is. Wait, uh, that wasn't the name of the anime? That was a fucking festival? Yeah, that's a festival. Fuck off, Japan. Uh, event on Sunday, the latest Gigi no Kotaro anime will get an anime film project. The film anime is titled uh, Kitaro Ta- uh, Tanjo Gigi no Kotaro, or Kitaro Burst, The Mystery of Gigi. Um, the above teaser, the, the above teaser visual tagline reads, "Why was I born?" The film, the film oh, is boy. the first for big projects commemorating the 100 year anniversary of Sugeto Mizuki's birth. Mizuki passed away in 2015 at 93 years old. The latest Gigi no Kotaro anime, the sixth television anime incarnation, premiered in April of 2018. Uh, we all really liked the new Kotaro that came out mm-hmm. uh, in 2018. Uh, that wrapped, I think it wrapped up last year. Yep. Um, it was very good. This very one, good. This one's mainly for me because out of the three of us, I'm the one who watched it all the way through. Yeah. I watched all and 97 episodes of it. Did you like all of it? It was fantastic. And it ended super strong. So <laughs> I'm interested to uh, see what they could do with a movie. Yeah. Um, considering that it's about the mystery of... Uh, it's the mystery of Gigi. I'm gonna cause I'm going to assume it's about his origins. It's an origin story. The one thing I always wanted to know: what does "gigigi" mean? Gigigi. It means uh, it mean it, it means fuck you. Yeah. It means no, Kitaro. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on, and now this is news for me. Uh Ancient Magus's Bride mm. is coming back. I'm so happy. Uh, there's lots to talk about it. The official Twitter account for Kode Yamazaki's The Ancient Magus's Bride manga announced on Wednesday that the manga is inspiring a new anime project, starting with an original anime disc or OED series titled The Ancient Magus's Bride, The Boy from the West and the Night from the Mountain of the Mountain Haze. The staff describes the OED series as the first part of the new anime project, which, if you watch the PV, uh, does actually has stuff from the recent arc in it, which means that season two is happening and i'm very very excited um chisei goes to wizard school the college um chisei goes to wizard school the college aka harry potter and 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 also and also there's the prep and sad um yes of course but that's per usual because it's agent magus Magus, you know you expect that um, the free episode OAD is going to be bundled with the limited editions of the manga 6th, 7th, and 18th uh, volumes. Yamazaki herself is going to be the writer on the OAD, which is set sometime before Chisei falls in the college, so in between seasons 1 and 2. The story begins with Spriggan visiting Chisei Elias's home, bringing news of a strange new wild hunt. Another part of the story will focus on Gabriel, a boy who is tired of partying with his friends and living in an unfamiliar land and circumstances. He will hide the veil that hides him from the world of magic. Uh, Kazuyoka uh, Kaz- uh, Terasawa will be the new director on the show at Studio Kafka, a new studio animation studio established specifically for ancient Magus. Um, Aya Tahaka returns from the television anime to pen the script alongside Yoko Yonamiya, who worked on Usimu- uh, Uma Musume Pretty Derby. Um, God, I want to watch that. Uh, <laughs> I too. I've been on my. It's been on my list for a while. Uh, Hirotaka Kato. Uh, returns as character designer for the previous anime, and Junichi Matsumoto also returns as composer, which is good because the music in Asian Magus slaps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also, the other staff members from the show is returning as well. It honestly seems like that 
to not is that they're only is that through dumping wit, which is this, yet another show that wit has lost yeah. due to their bad management practices. Um, which I think is very telling about wit as a studio. Yeah. So which studio um, is going to do Vinland season two at this point? Uh hopefully map. <laughs> what if studio map picks it up? I mean, based on the way they did AOT, I mean, I wouldn't complain. Maybe Mappa. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. But it's actually kind of a big shame that Wit is just so poorly managed uh, yeah. because they're losing all their stuff. It is awesome to me though that they have a studio called Studio Kafka that's just like, yeah, we're just gonna do Ancient Magus. Like that's, that's all. We- that's very telling because I they- think that's telling on how the series is in japan yeah because if, oh. if they established an entire studio just for ancient magus projects they have clearly a lot in the works yeah because probably not just probably not just season two they have this maybe like a movie or something in the works too imagine an original ancient magus film uh like a just a, like a, with a like a big with a massive budget like right, imagine get, how imagine how good that will look on the big screen Shane. get the needle ready man <laughs> What's the needle for? Into my oh, back, inject it right into his vein. It's the vaccine, but yes. he may be able to go to. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's move on. Uh, we have one. Uh, we have two more pieces. We have one more. Actually, yeah, we we have one more piece of news, and it's one that just dropped today, and it's about Maduka Maduka. What? Uh, <laughs> Madoka Magica, Shane. Well, I I know, but like, what? Huh? <laughs> Uh, the staff of the 20th anniversary project for the Pirella Madoka Magica franchise announced on Friday that there will be a 10th anniversary event on April 25th at Chofer City Green Hall in Tokyo. Voice actresses Aoyuki, the voice of Madoka Kaname, Chiwa Saito, um, uh, Homura Akemi, and Emery Kato, of who voices Kyubei, will appear at the event. The staff has unveiled chief animation directors Junichi Tanaguchi's 10th anniversary celebration the event also live stream and apparently they have stuff to announce i think we're getting it boys so I think it, it's finally fi- is it happening i think it's finally happening dude. if this happens we have another impossible <laughs> anime moment that we can check off our lists like fuck if the it, sequel to rebellion sequel rebellion sequel uh, so, uh, Shane, how much do you want a rebellion sequel? Make you just just, just make it. Oh. I, I think that's that that says everything. I, I just want more so than that because that would be great. I just want rebellion to be legally available again so I can watch it again. Because <laughs> it's Please, so good. Someone so fucking. It's so fucking good. Funimation, <laughs> come through whole movie from start to finish is just pure I, had, I watched that theatrically dude and you have no idea on how much of a fucking trip and in, like amazing experience that was first anime film I saw theatrically too was that that was fun I had no idea what was happening don't worry, I watched it in the comfort of my own home, and I had no idea what was yeah, happening. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it on Netflix one night after I randomly decided to binge the show, and I I, I didn't know what was going on either. Well, that was your first mistake, binging the entire show. And all clicks, and you're like, oh, yeah, this oh yes, <laughs> you're right. Cube did nothing wrong. Can I mute him? I'm gonna mute him. Hold up. Don't. Okay, I muted him. 
The entire plot of the film, Spencer, is about Cubay literally fucking over Homura. It is actually the entire movie is actually his fault. And he can't defend himself because I muted him. <laughs> but like the other people can't hear you, Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus, because he spoke the truth. That's all I'm saying. He's comparing himself to Jesus. Oh, great. Jesus metaphors. Anyway, you're unmuted again. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, Madoka Magic is coming. Uh, the, the anniversary event is on the 25th, so we'll be on. So and we still got, I mean, we've got more than a month to it, so we still got time. So don't hold your horses. Don't get too excited just yet. Yeah, don't um, get your hopes up because that's the one thing you shouldn't do. Yeah. So just, so just know that there's something Madoka Magic related coming on April 25th, and we'll be ready to cover it just in, uh, when it inevitably hits. All right, and now we're done with the news. Now we can move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which is, as we put it, as we as we talked about at the beginning, the drama music romance series. Kids on the Slope, directed by Shinichiro Watanabe and written by Ayako Kato and Yuki Kihara. From, it is a co-production between Studio Mappa and Tezuka Productions. Um, and it aired originally for 12 episodes from April 12, 2012 to June 28, 2012. And it's currently licensed by Sentai Filmworks. And you can go watch it on High Dive. Yes. Um, in both sub and dub. Um, so if you would, so you can go check it out there. Kids on the Tope takes place in the year of 1966, um, where it follows Karu Nishi, uh, Nishimi, who is a introverted first, uh, first year high school student who, due to his father constantly moving around and relocating, he has never really had like one place. Uh, he's never stayed in one place for too long. He's never really had long lasting friendship. Uh, and so, and which, which has also caused him to be kind of like an introvert and not really like being around people. Um, when he moves to this new, when he moves to his, when he moves to this new high school, uh, he meets a he you know he meets a delinquent by the name of Centaro Kawabuchi. Centaro loves one thing and one thing only: jazz. jazz. You like jazz? He's a jazz drummer. He's really good at, it. and he's and jazz drummer, and he's really good at it. Uh, and Kaoru just happens to be a pianist himself. He is a <laughs> classical pianist. <laughs> Get it out of the way, Shane. Get it out of the way, Shane. It's, it's, it's the way you specifically said it that made it really sound like penis. Look, Shane, he is I can't a pianist. <laughs> yeah, he's a pianist. Okay, I'm good. Continue. He plays the piano, Shane. He's a piano player, and he... <laughs> And and he you know, and but he ends up uh, like he ends up uh, forming a friendship with Centaro in spite of that as he learns more and more about jazz and it's and along with uh, and along with their fellow friend Ritsuko, the three of them form a bond that is tested over the course of the summer and the year. Uh, so years. The, what the yeah, pretty much. Um, Kids on the Slope takes uh, Kids on the Slope is a coming of age is a classic coming of age story that deals with a bunch of stuff. I want to talk to Shane about this yes. because, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, I want to talk to Shane. I want to talk to Shane first because Shane had not uh, me. Uh, Shane has not seen Kids on the Slope prior to this. No, uh, he only but he knew about Watch Watch uh, Shane, what did you think of Kids on the Slope? 
this show proved to me that Watanabe never misses. <laughs> Mainly because out of his entire discography, this is maybe filmography. the show. The filmography. This is maybe the show, one show of his that I knew the least about going in. Because I'd never seen it. Hadn't heard much about it before. Definitely wasn't expecting a romance. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Um... It's a straight. It's a romance. It's a. Yeah. It's a very heavy mm-hmm. romance. I was expecting just a straight music show, kind of like what he did with Carolyn Tuesday, but I got the exact opposite. And honestly, I'm not complaining because this show is fantastic. Um, I think the one thing I like about the show the most is that it's messy. Not in terms of like production or writing or anything like that, but it's messy emotionally, and it makes sense because you know. It is a classic coming-of-age story. These kids are dumb. They don't know how to express their feelings. They're all over the place. And I think this show is one of the finest examples of coming-of-age that I've seen. Because you really feel like the whirlwind of emotion that these characters are going through. And the relationships that they're trying to hold together despite all of it. And it was just really interesting and i was engaged the entire way through and i really fell in love with this cast i love all the characters i love all the relationships show made me cry <laughs> it's show made me cry too show made me cry. Uh, <laughs> Spencer's meta yes it was uh, and he'd already he'd already seen kids in the slope prior to this so just talk you go rave about kids in the slope because i know you it. want to rave. so Anybody who knows me, and Matt and Shane can attest to this, knows that I love coming-of-age stories. I love coming-of-age stories. Um, In fact, Little Women is one of my favorite books ever written. Hell yeah. I fucking love that. And if you haven't seen the 2020 movie... Uh, do yourself a favor and go watch it, because it's incredible. Rake fucking kills it. She's so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, But I had seen this show before I had fallen in love with MAPPA. I saw Watanabe and I knew Cowboy Bebop and I was like, cool. So it's going to be like Cowboy Bebop. Um, It is nothing like Cowboy Bebop. It is nothing like Cowboy Bebop. This is Watanabe's one and only adaptation of a manga. And the, 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 the production of this, which I'll go into later, has some interesting things that I think Matt and Shane will uh, see and understand once I get to it, but this is a show about being a teenager and what that means. And it is and it's a show of messy. Be, whether you were whether you are a teenager and you're watching this, whether you were a teenager ages ago or whether you just got past being a teenager, we all still remember those awkward, awkward feelings of just one you don't know what love is. You just know that you feel weird around people and you kind of have to deal with that. Two, you're a teenager. You don't talk to anybody. You don't talk about your problems. You just kind of just assume that the person that you're, that you're thinking about doesn't want to, de- to deal with you. So you just leave or you just ignore them. That's not the way to go past things. And eventually you get to a point where you're either followed your dreams and you're living your best life or you're stuck in a place that you hate and sure it might be comfortable 
but it's not making you happy. And that's where this show really shines is showing that aspect of not just following your dreams or the, how men need kind of male friendships as well as kind of love. This show is amazing. And that's just talking about the story. The jazz is incredible. And I was so happy to meta this because when I heard that Shane had knew basically nothing about kids on the slope, I was like, Oh, he's, this is a Shane show. This is perfect. Yeah. This is like, yeah. This is like whiplash jazz meets like a coming of age story. It's whiplash the anime with much more sadness. <laughs> uh, he's going to eat this up, but yeah, it's great. Uh-huh. All right. Well, all right. So let's talk, let's talk about it. Uh, now, Kids on the Self has 12 episodes, so, and they're all very good. So let's pick it, but it's, we have oh, to pick Jesus a favorite. Oh, God. <laughs> Shane, what episode is your favorite? Oh. It was between the last two, episode 11 mm-hmm. or 12, because I think genuinely those are the two best episodes in the entire show. Mm-hmm. But I gotta go with my gut, and I gotta go with the one that had me, gave me the most visceral emotional reaction. That's episode eleven. That's my favorite too, actually. Left alone, named after the song by Mal Waldron. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, God, I hate feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, Shane, I want after this episode, I wanted to die. I wanted to just leave. Uh, this episode's sad. It's just sadness for like 22 minutes, but it's very good. And it's provoking sadness. It is, and it is, and I really, and it's like, it, it's like it's it it, it really like it, it it taps into a lot about Centauro as a character who I really love. I'll get I'll get into this. I love Sen so much. I'll, I'll get into Centauro as a character soon. Such but, a great character, but. Uh, but like it really dives into his character and just how complicated of a person he actually is and stuff. And it's ah, it's like it's just like like the, the end of that episode is just devastating. Breaks. Oh my! Breaks. My when mind. when when Kaoru just puts him in his his chest and it's just like it's it's and okay to sounds cry. like he's like sounds like what do you mean? And he's just like this is just so we don't have to see each other cry. Let it all out. And Sen just starts crying. I'm like. Oh my god, he bottled crying too. He's yeah, all of us. But I'm like, oh my god, he bottled everything up since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he finally had a person to just allow him to cry. And it just all came out and I'm like, oh my god, I'm starting to tear up now, man. It's <laughs> it's it it's a sad, really sad episode. It's not my favorite, but it's really, really sad. Like, the thing I love the most about this episode is that it kind of teeters on the edge for a bit because with Centauro, the entire thing that's been building up to this point is whether or not he'll stay at home because his dad's coming back and the whole thing with his dad was that because of what happened, he felt like he didn't have a place there. And then once his dad comes back, you start to see like the wall kind of come down slowly but surely it is like his dad is clearly trying to reach out to him as begrudgingly as he might be, but they're trying to like mend. And then the accident happens and then 
Centaro just completely blames himself and God I hate this show. I hate feeling things. Shane hates feelings. The Shane hates Cause, feelings. Cause once Centaro walks out, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. God fucking damn it. Yeah, it's it's very sad. Um yeah, it, it's very sad. Um, Spencer, what's your favorite episode? My favorite it's, episode is let me, episode... Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Is it the finale? Yes. There you go. Episode 12, All Blues, named after a Miles Davis song. This is the culmination of everything. This is the culmination of especially the last episode, which ends with Centaro just gone, and nobody knows where he's been. Mm-hmm. And they they literally go through their last like, is it their last year or semester or? Semester, I think. Yeah, they literally it's, go yeah. through their last semester without him because he's just MIA. No one knows he, where he is. Nobody knows. In fact, they don't even call his name at graduation. He never graduated. Mm-hmm. And and it's it starts with that moment, and then it gets to Kauru and Ritsuko and just. Kaoru taking things way too far. He's so overwhelmed with just these emotions that he just tries to make something happen when it's very clear that's not what wants to happen. Ritsuko is not in that type of mood. Not even for what he tries to do, just in general. She's still grieving. Yeah. And Kaoru, you're also grieving in his own way, and that's why I don't disagree with the way that he tried to do things, he finally could get the girl. Finally. But... Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. And he has to deal with that. And his his final message uh, in front of the music store, just screaming at her window, that he's like, I'm going away to, to Tokyo. And I don't know if I'll ever see you again. But I just want to know, just wanted you to know that I love you. And I've always loved you and I always will. And he just, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I heart. And then an eight year time skip. I wasn't expecting yeah. that, by the way. Eight years later. Yeah. Eight years later. And everything is, a- and it's like, oh, okay. And we find oh. Yurika who's pregnant. Yep. She's pregnant with, with brother, brother June's, June's baby. Brother yeah. June's baby, and then Brother June. Brother June, uh, June getting it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but hey, no, he butter in that toast. They <laughs> kept. Hey, they took their time though, because eight years later she was only six months pregnant. Like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. pretty they, good. But, here's the thing: there's no implication of whether or not that's their first kid. Uh, if you look at the wedding picture, uh, it's their first kid. Yeah, it's their first kid. Well, fuck um, me, I guess. Yes, uh, but Kaoru is a doctor, and the scene that makes me the most happy, aside from the ending, is when you realize, oh, Sentaro joined the church. He's now a priest. And Sentaro is with the kids, and Kaoru walks into the church and sees the organ. <laughs> and he He's start- a man And he starts playing Monin on the organ, and Sentaro is just like, it's about damn time. Hey, I thought he, you like jazz? I thought he would never show up. And he gets there, and as Kaoru's just playing, moaning, 
you hear that, you see him look over and you see Centaro pick up those drumsticks and then they just, they do, they have one final jam and then they run down the slope together. And that's just, oh, that God, whole... I, com- I completely missed the fact that it was a slope. Kids on the slope. Kids on and the slope. Then they, and then, and, and then, they, then they beat Risiko again. Risiko's like, oh, ah! And yeah. The again, and it's happy. The show, the show opens on Kaoru talking about how he hates the slope. The slope. Because it's, it, it's, it's the perfect encapsulation of, of his feelings of just constantly trying to move upwards with everything trying to push you back down. And running down that slope and feeling happy was him finally accepting doing what he wants to do. And all it took was Sen. And it's just such an, it, such a happy ending. And it, it's not the ending of the manga. We'll get to that. But that ending is perfect for where they ended off. And it, I, I it, love it. It is such a strong ending. The one thing I love about this episode in particular is the way that it logically wraps up everyone's arcs from things that were previously established. So, like... Mm-hmm. With Kaoru, his family always urged him, hey, you need to become a doctor. What does he do? He becomes a doctor. Um, Kaoru says to Sentaro, hey, you're good with kids. You should you should look into maybe, like, raising kids or orphans. What does he do? He becomes a priest, and he raises the orphans. Like, it all, like, mm-hmm. logically comes together in a way that makes perfect sense. Um, and I really appreciate Ritsuko that. becomes a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seiji became the star he always wanted to be. He always wanted to be. And I'm like, man. Seiji? <laughs> fuck Seiji, but also, you know, good for him. Yeah, I guess. He took, hey, he he followed his dreams and he won. I'm 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 happy he got where he was, but I, I have many issues with that character. <laughs> <laughs> I have many issues with that, <laughs> but yeah, uh, good shit. It's what we call good shit. Good shit. Speaking, speaking of, of char- characters, <laughs> speaking of characters, let's talk about our favorite characters. Shane, who's your favorite character? Who doesn't have Centaro? Okay, it's Sen. Sen. It's Sen. Sen. It's Sen boy. I love Sen. Uh, he's great. Uh. What is there more to say about him? I he's, mean, he's just he's a like, big, lovable oof. He, he, he's, a, he's, he's, just, he's just big, he's lovable. Uh, when he's talking to Eureka for the first time, he's a big fucking dum-dum. Which, you know, uh, hash, hashtag relatable. Very relatable. Yeah, very relatable. Uh, fucking, fucking, he's a man of God, so you know that he's, he doesn't sin. Yeah, uh, he, he, is, <laughs> he, he is void of all sin. He's void Except of sin. When... Except for when he accidentally drank alcohol. That one time. Yeah, that one that one time. Yeah. Uh, that one single time. But I really love it. I think it's, it's I really love him. He's fantastic. Yeah. And he's, he's great. the most likable character. And like whenever he plays like when his I love his introduction when he's like slowly walking up the steps with the sticks and he's playing the drums on the railing sticks. With yep. the sticks, and you'll and and I when I saw that I'm like, oh, I like you, I like you, I already. like you immediately. Like, All I've seen is your hands. He's yeah. a jazz drummer, man. He's a jazz oh. drummer. You know who else is a jazz drummer? The lead in Whiplash, and that movie is incredible. Yeah. So you know what else Sen is? What? Homoerotic. 
We'll get into that. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into we'll get into that. He, he, is a man, he is a man who is in touch with his inner feelings. <laughs> he, is a, he is a great man, and he's a great man, and he's my favorite character. Sandboy, um, every single line from him was either being a good friend to people or like getting people to like talk about issues. And I'm like, yeah. You're that one character in all coming of age, which is just like, hey, stupid, fucking talk to each other. Yeah. I was I was going to say I love one of the things I love most about Sen is how emotionally intelligent he is. Like he is perfectly in tune with his own feelings and he's good at reading people. So he's in tune with the feelings of others. So he's kind of that medium where, pe- you know, he he's the one who urges people to really express how they truly feel. Whether or not he can do that perfectly himself is up for debate, but <laughs> I just, I just, I just like the the it, it doesn't stray away from the fact that he gets, he understands human emotion, whereas a lot of the other people in this show, mm. 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 idiots, all of them. <laughs> yeah, all idiots. Speaking of idiots, is there a least favorite character? In it's Seiji. Shit. It's Seiji. I can't fucking can't stand, stand Seiji. It's not even is it like, for you, Matt. Uh, I yeah, probably. It's not even the fact that I hate his character because he serves his purpose. It's the fact that he is a walking stereotype. I don't understand. Who thought this was a good idea? But I hate it. I, I you, you, you fucking can't you, fucking stand it. Fucking well, like well, like who thought this was a good idea? The uh, the mangaka probably. I just it's one of those things where like, sure he's a stereotype. Okay, that's one thing, but he it leans so hard into that stereotype where it becomes problematic. And mm-hmm. I disagree with that on a moral level. Uh, okay. uh, Watanabe has always kind of had an issue with that in some of his earlier stuff. Uh, it's less so nowadays, but it's something that's kind of been there. It's just, so it's just not... Seiji is just like the one black mark on the show that I'm like, man, if you weren't here, <laughs> nothing would be lost. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Spencer... It's either Seiji or it's um, Kaoru's fucking aunt. Yeah, aunt's a bitch. Kaoru's aunt's just a bitch. She's just a bitch, but she's like one of those spoiled bitches where you're just like, shut up. I I, I get it that you come from just, I I, I, I get it that your family's rich and you you have to have an heir to the family and, you know, Kaoru's that heir. But like, just stop talking. (laughs) Just, just, Just stop it. Just shut up. Just like. For Christ's sakes. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, and but the thing- also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no go, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Uh, oh, and this is just an update of the Seiji thing. You want to make, Shane, you want to make the Seiji thing more annoying? Oh, God, here we is go. That the, is that the author confirmed that he's not even gay? He's supposed to be straight, which makes it even a little bit more like. He's just supposed fucking to Fucking excuse me. He's yeah, supposed he's to be a uh, yeah. He he's supposed to be a um a satire of the like nineteen sixties boy band like effeminacy. Yeah, and I get it. I, I, get, I it. get it. 
but also I, I can, feel I don't remember him being that flamboyant in the sub. I feel he's not. He's not. The yeah, I think I think that well, was then a it's Sentai. Sentai it's Sentai's fault. Oh, we'll get into Sentai's dub in a second, and I, which I I have mixed thoughts on the Sentai's dub for the show. I feel a molten core of anger. <laughs> Shane, remember, <Hey>. Sentai <laughs> wasn't good at this point. No, I'll, I'll, well, no, we'll get into Sentai's dub. But, but yeah, no. Bit, I, actually, I have a lot to say about it. Okay, so I wasn't crazy because I, I – this is the, so this is my first time watching the dub as well. I, I originally watched it in Japanese. Um, and the sub was very mm-hmm. – uh, but no, uh, Seiji just – he serves a point in like kickstarting kind of the, the ending portion of the final episode – but aside from that, oh, and and fixing the issue in episode seven between um, Kaoru and Sen. Kaoru's aunt just tells him to stop playing the piano and drink some tea. Yeah, stop. And I'm like, don't don't live out your dreams. Do exactly what I tell you. Play. You're going to be a doctor, and you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, no, yeah, Seiji, yeah, yeah. To me, Seiji sounds better in the sub because I just looked at who voiced them. It's the voice of Bakugo in the sub, who voices Seiji, and he also voices Karma in As Class. So, like, obvious, yeah. So, like, yeah, just so, not, yeah. not nearly, not nearly whatever the hell. Sentai, I have, I want a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about other things outside of characters now. Uh, I'll, let's uh, because we're on the topic, Matt. Did you determine your least favorite? Ah, uh, Seiji. Okay. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Uh, Shane, what did you? Okay, so what did you think? All think of Sentai's dub because I have mixed thoughts. Oh, about we're getting it. this out of the. We're getting this out of the way first. Huh? Let's get this out of the way real quick. Uh, I like. I, I, I get this out of the way. I like this dub a lot. Actually, I like this dub a lot for the most part. Um, it's very well acted, and per usual standards of Watanabe's work is. Watanabe's work is always very easy to dub, and it, it's they're always very strong in terms of dubbing. And Kiss on the Slope is no exception. Uh, all the performances are great. However, I will say this: Sentai uh, really needs to get a hand on how to properly do lip flaps and ADR. I hate it. I I'm gonna jump in here because I really like the dub too. I think. Most of the casting choices are great. I think most of the performances are spot mm-hmm. on. But holy god, that ADR. It's bad. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And it's it's an example of like Sentai back in the day, what they would do was they didn't adapt their scripts. They literally just they did what we call direct translations. Basically, whatever the Japanese line was, that was the line in English, and you had to fit it into the lip flaps no matter what, which you sometimes can't do. So that's why the lip flaps barely matched at points, because it was like, literally just a translation. Like, I, I've seen shows with bad ADR before, but I think this is one of the Mikaimo worst. is a great example, another fantastic example of mm-hmm. one that had awful ADR. Remember, it's, there's a scene in Mikaimo where a person's lip flap is just moving and nothing is coming Nothing's out. Coming out. The- That's what's happening here. And mm-hmm. this is one of the worst instances I've seen because it's bad to the point where it's actively distracting. Like, I, I can't focus on the dialogue in some scenes because Did the you ADR the is sub? so bad. 
did you switch to the sub at any point? No, I did not. I did. I didn't, but I checked out the sub. And the, the sub is ex- excellent. Like, oh, it's so incredible. Good. I would figure um, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely something I feel like that. Like, it's it's like I'm so glad Sentai is much better at dubbing. Yeah, they they really picked up their game, especially recently. Yeah, uh, like I want to check out that now. Scum's Wish dub actually. Yeah, Scum's Wish dub see what, is what that's like. I haven't watched it yet, so I, I would I really want to try to see if I can check it out. Um, they also do Snafu's dub, and Snafu's dub is it's, very good. Yeah, Snafu is considered like consistently great. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's talk about the animation of the show too. I didn't get to talk about the dub. Oh. Well, you expect you could talk about I'm sorry. Talk about the dub. You guys were all talking about ADR and, like, things, and I'm just like, okay, they can do ADR stuff. Um, just re- really quickly, uh, I-, I think that the core cast is incredibly well done. I think uh, Chris Patton does a really, really good job as Kaori. I didn't... Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. again, but at first I didn't realize it was Chris Patton, and I'm like, why does his voice sound so familiar? And then I'm like, wait a sec, it's fucking Oikawa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Chris Patton. <laughs> it's Chris Patton. Um, and Andrew Love does Sen, I believe. I put that in our Discord. I'm Andrew like, Love wow. does Sen, and Rebecca Stevens is Ritsuko. Ritsuko. And the, the, those three do a really, really good job. Um, like, but like, also, Brother June is a good voice. David Montrong. David Monaranga. David, David Matranga, yeah, yeah. That's it, David Matranga. Um, and Yurika does a, is, is a good voice as well. Yurika has got Ma- uh, Maggie Flecknoa, uh, Fleckno, who She does is, a great job, too. Yes. Uh, she, the, yeah, she the main cast d- d- does a really good job. It's very funny that everybody's Brittany Krabowski. Every this, single this, this, female side character. It's all Brittany Krabowski because, they, because fucking Sentai had like 15 actors at the they I had add any. This was back when mm-hmm. they first really started up. Because Sentai is actually pretty, like, in terms of anime companies, they're pretty recent. They only showed up in 2008. So, yeah. So, it's, it, pretty rare for it's just company. very funny to me that mm-hmm. when all the side, uh, when all the side girls in the class are talking at once, they all just sound the same. And I'm like, wait a second. I know and have a really love hate relationship with that voice. That must be Bernie Karpowski. <laughs> And sure enough, it is. Remember me, Apika. I don't. I try to forget. I love Papika. Uh, how do you not forget? How do you? How do you forget Papika? I love Papika. As a character, I love her. As a voice, it was the most annoying thing. That's I've ever not heard. what you said on the podcast, Spencer. Because <laughs> the voice ruined it. <laughs> In both sub and dub, I hate her voice, and it's it's a rare moment where it's just like I just don't like the way this character sounds, and it kind of ruined it for me. Um, damn you, Paprika. Uh, but no, the dub's good. ADR isn't though, so you know. Yeah, unfortunate. Right. Now we can move on to animation because okay, ooh. so like when he's bashing on them drums. So are you ready? Because this is what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So there is a um, the the creator of um, Mappa Mariyama who was the production. Uh, why does he, he, why did, does he have a history of MAPPA? <laughs> because he created the company and he came, he split off from Madhouse to create MAPPA in <laughs> 2000 and something. I mean, MAPPA is basically the new Madhouse, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so this was supposed to be, first off, this was supposed to be Watsonabe's um, 
kind of return to anime. But what's interesting on, on a production is that Ma- Maruyama estimated that about half of the production time and budget was spent towards creating its musical scenes. Here was his expertise. He did the animation for Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad, and Forest of Piano. That makes perfect sense. Specifically the original anime film for Forest of Piano, not yes. the uh, Gainax one. That was, no, yes, uh, the original film, and he did the animation for Beck. And he also uh, was... was uh, and Watanabe was pressured to use computer-generated imagery. However, he did all of that hand-drawn. I swear, there was one instance where Karu's playing the piano and it's just his arms, and I'm like, I swear, that looks like CG. Nope, it is all hand-drawn, and it was done by utilizing motion capture, uh, which they did by by, by watching live-action video of musicians, and then they did that, filmed it through multiple angles, edited it into a single scene, and then the animators used that as a photo reference. So they used a rotoscoped it pretty much. Pretty much. And the interesting thing is Yoko Kano, um, <laughs> who we all love Yoko Kano. Yoko I mean, Kano, man. She doesn't like jazz music. <laughs> she doesn't like jazz music. So in order to do this, she researched recording techniques of the 1950s and 60s in order to make sure that that basement sound that Coward and Sitaro have sounded accurate. Yeah, they she got even, the, the, the just the right amount of like echo yeah. and reverb. She even worked. Um, she even worked with uh, DJs to get that sound that that DJ sound of of the nineteen sixties. But what's most interesting to me is the opening. The opening's really good. We, it's it's a really really good song. Oh, both the opening and the ED. Due to production delays, the opening sequence was animated before the music was created. Excuse me? Delays also forced the opening sequence to be produced by a staff that was entirely separate from the main series animation staff. That's why it looked fucking weird. I was wondering, hold up. A move Maruyama noted as not something you see with anime very often. That's why why the OP had, like, character designs that looked a little odd. I was like, uh, wow, they, they they almost look like a Kakushi Goto, Zetsuba Sensei kind of art style. Yeah, they yeah yeah they probably because it's a different fucking staff. I that, thought it was I I thought it was a creative choice personally. I mean, I it I, can also be that because it it it's very accurate to the manga look. Uh-huh. But, but at the same time, like, but at the same time, like that actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah, they just because of delays, they had to make the music and animate it with a different staff first. That's that's wild. Yeah, but uh, so production was very interesting. Um, and you can tell in the animation department because Watanabe and especially MAPPA, although it's not their first, you know, general, like, solo act, they killed it at, with Tezuka Productions. I mean, hell, yeah. those fucking, the performance Fight. scenes alone. Yeah. Like, There's even a fight scene in the first episode. that, And was it looks really good. <laughs> In my first indicator, I was like, oh, my God. Like, they mm-hmm. literally, the, I don't think every episode in this show, like, all 12 of them look fantastic. It's mm-hmm. not a single dip in quality throughout the entirety of the show. Um, and speaking of Yoko Kano, I want to talk about the music of this show as well because. Hang on. Can I, I, do, can I do a chef's kiss? Yes. Because uh, I, I just I fucking love jazz. 
and like god it's so good it's so good the music is incredible and the uh, fucking is yoko kano like possibly the best anime composer of all time because a literal god yeah uh, a a literal god like everything she touches is just stellar and even in a genre that she admits she openly hates and, well, it, it's like it's like I really love what they did with Kiss on the Soul because it's all jazz. Like even when there's no jazz, mu- like no like performances playing, the music in the background, like the actual like music to the show, is really good too. Mm-hmm. Like it's all stellar yeah. stuff. The opening is really good too. The ED is really good. Uh, like it's just the music all around is just really fantastic which is good because it's a show about music if the music wasn't good there would be a problem there were riots in the streets <laughs> cats and dogs living together mass hysteria mass pigs hysteria. flying god what is the Hell world come to? Is over come on no the, the, that's just when the the maple leaves win the cup dude that's a very it. specific joke that like that nobody like... That will get that doesn't watch yeah. sports yeah exactly <laughs> canadian it was more for Spencer. I appreciate that was a Spencer it. I'm, joke, so I'm just sitting here like, yeah, sports, am I right? <laughs> I'm letting you know, Matt. I heard it. I processed yeah. it. I appreciate it. <laughs> now he but needs any... to laugh. <laughs> ha. There, 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 there it is. is. <laughs> All right. But, okay, uh, Spencer, anything in particular you want to talk about with Kids in the Slope? I mean, we, we, we've talked about the uh, we talked about the animation. Uh, we've talked about the direction, the music, the music yeah. we've talked about, have, have we talked about the writing yet? Not really yet. Oh, we've mentioned it. The writing's really good. Writing's very good. I mean, it, it just, un, it understands the complicated feelings of what it's like to be a teenager. Yeah. And yeah. the, so the actual quote from Watanabe about the length was that typically this would be adapted to as 15 or 16 episodes. Quote, so trying to fit it into 12 episodes necessitated a bit of rushing. And yeah, so spoiler alert if you are going to read the manga, because I'm going to talk about the end of the manga and kind of the stuff that was cut out. So where, so broad spoiler alert for the manga in five, four, three, two... One. Okay. So the manga, the anime ends at the end of end slash middle of volume nine. It cuts out a couple chapters that really could be cut out. And the final volume, otherwise, uh, which was called the extra sessions was a episodic kind of prologue for everybody. And what we missed out was really sad. So we, we we missed out on so two things. One, to go back a bit, in the actual manga, we get to hear Kaoru's mother sing Lullaby in Birdland. Ah, uh, yeah. I why I do they cut that? Wish. Why do they cut that? Yeah. So we do get to we do get to to hear that, and also Ritsuko sings Lullaby in Birdland. Why did they um, cut that? Because that's in the extra sessions. So Ritsuko sings Lullaby in Birdland. They basically get everybody together. Uh, Eureka is there. Brother June is there. Senboy is there. Kaoru's there. Ritsuko's there. And Pops is there. And they basically have a, a big 
jam session afterwards. And while Risiko is singing, it's shown that she's pregnant, and it's revealed that that's Kaoru's kid. <gasps> they fought. So they, they, after Kaoru all gets this, what he wanted the whole time. He gets what he wanted the whole time, and, and they get together. And there's actually, like, a super cool Reddit post about somebody who's like, they couldn't do this, but here's a, a rundown. Um... But yeah, that's the end of the manga. It ends with them having a jam session, and it's revealed that Kaoru um, is is dating, or at least is married, or at least dating uh, Ritsuko, who has his kid. Um, imagine having a child before marriage. Imagine having a child. There is there is a live action movie that you can watch. I've heard um, the live action film is very good. By the way, I've heard it's quite i've heard it's quite good so they they had to undergo um speech and music training to speak with the sasebo dialect because the actual manga is based off of the life and times of the mangaka um uh no but no not uh, what what, what was her name yuki komada Uh, yuki komada uh kodama sorry yuki Kodama. kodama and what's interesting is that they technically couldn't do a complete um, uh, adaptation anyways because the manga ended the month after. Yeah. And what I really find amazing about MAPPA is that, so I was technically wrong, this was made less than a year after the company was created. MAPPA MAPPA came about in 2011, and this was 2012. Well, this is the first one they've made. They must yeah. have been working on it before then, more than likely, more than more than likely, because Shane Polly agrees with me. This show screams that this show, this was a show done before it aired. Oh yeah, uh, this, absolutely. This, this was not a weekly production. Yeah, this was not a weekly production. I could. It's absolutely not. Uh, and it's it's very it's it's one of those cases. Uh, Shane, anything you want to talk about in particular as well? Man, I mean. I think we've covered basically everything. Mm-hmm. Um, man. All, all, all we haven't talked about is the themes of this show. Oh, fucking. Adolescent. Puberty. Adolescence. Religion. God. eroticism. <laughs> you know, we can talk about the fact that Karu and Sen are gay for each other. Like, oh. like absolutely. I don't know the oh. shit. Like, like fucking fucking Super. sure 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 karu ends up with a girl at the end and oh, sure disgusting. you know sen get has a crush on yurika you we all know and and sure he's a, a roman catholic in 1970s in the 1960s japan, japan but you know they're gay <laughs> they're gay like there's so um, many times when sen is just like hanging over karu i'm like just just kiss. oh dude just do it <laughs> The framing of some of the stuff, especially when like he pulls off the sheet, he pulls the like, sheet, and then sentence like my angel has come angel for me. And he grabs his hand, and and, like, and, 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 and and angel. And I, no, if 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 I didn't know that this wasn't a Yaoi show, I would have been like, oh, they're gay. <laughs> uh, what are they doing up on that rooftop? Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, just just. <laughs> Dudes being dudes. Just guys being dudes. Just guys being bros, dude. Yeah, just, was, just um, guys being dudes. 
Critics have stated that this is probably Watanabe's first attempt to engage seriously with the LGBT, um, with the next being Terra and Resonance. And, and then I had to fucking ruin it. And then Carol on Tuesday being his big... Oh, Carol on Tuesday is so gay. His, his Carol on Tuesday opening. is absolutely incredible. I loved Carol on Tuesday. Also, peop, uh, also, critics have stated this is the watershed moment for Watanabe's career, representing the final evolution of the director's lifelong obsession with music. Well, I mean, and, like... Yeah. And also people have stated that this is just Watanabe likes doing unlikely pairs of boys or men and throwing them together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it's just religion. Catholicism in Japan is, is a whole can of worms because that, that religion was not really well respected for a very, very long time. I mean, well, partly, considering that, you know, Catholics tried to kill them. Yeah, and then they tried to kill Catholics. <laughs> so, like, uh, then, it's you know, like you have you, a holy it, war of blood. <laughs> pretty much. Just, so, like, j- just go watch Silence. Yeah, just go watch the movie Silence by Martin Scorsese. One, it's by Martin Scorsese. So, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, you're not, so, like, yeah. Second, it's a very good movie and it showcases all. And three, out. feel your soul leave its body. <laughs> I was just. That, I was just imagining when I said the Holy War for Blood, I was just imagining Centaro on the drum set and he's just doing a riff, but then lasers are coming out of the drums. And I just imagine Centaro. Oh, what did you mean? Blood. Like Centaro starts with like a jazz drum, but then he slowly turns into like a Megadeth song. <laughs> yes. And then, and then Cam all of a sudden, <laughs> he, he just morphs it into like a character from Guar and is just like, oh, yes, it's time. Um, uh, yes, I've come for see, you. When when Shane, when you bring up uh, uh, drums that shoot laser beams, all I can think of is Sonic Underground. God, I'd that show's forget, terrible. I'd rather forget Sonic Underground. Thank you very much. Also, I do want to talk about one thing because I may never get to talk about this again, and I I can't believe I, I I'm going to bring this up in a Christian anime podcast, podcast in an anime podcast. Uh, but if you haven't played the game Ape Out. And you like jazz music? Oh, jazz. Okay, I see the resemblance. <laughs> Play Ape Out. You get to make your own jazz music. Imagine, also, okay, the soundtrack's here, incredible. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell Ape Out, and I'm gonna yes. tie it back into Kids on Slope. Do it. Yes. Ape Out is like if you took Hotline Miami and Kids on the Slope, you replace Jacket with Centaro. Who's mm-hmm. going around slaying the non-believers who oppose Christianity with his sick jazz mm-hmm. beats? Yes, fund it. There you go. There we go. Go buy it. I, it's I, on Game Pass. And I know the fucking <laughs> final scores, right? Final scores oh, yeah. ten, ten, ten. I'm just gonna say right ten. now, ten, ten. Uh, Shane, are you giving this a ten? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I was about to say, like, I don't think there's any other score I can give this. This is it, one of the best shows of its year. It's and it's, it's one of it's, the it's most. It's one of the. Sorry, it's one of the most emotionally moving shows I've seen in a long time. Like, I don't, I, I don't think. God, I can't remember the last show that made me cry like this. Honestly, Poco. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
let's go with that. <laughs> I was a, that was a joke, but uh, but it's just okay, yeah, fun ad probably. Yeah, after story, yeah, probably. It's just it, 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 it understands its themes and its characters and what it's trying to say so well, and it's just a marvel of a production. It's just it's incredible. Yeah. All right, and I think yeah. we're done for final scores, which means it's time we move on to our featured anime of the podcast. We oh don't boy. know how this works. Uh, we get to, we uh, rotate between a choice between me and Shane or the randomizer. This was a randomizer, albeit a benefit expensive, which means it's between me and Shane, and it's my turn to pick. So what am I picking? Oh boy, the here we go. The anim- animated cover. So this is an a- so. I know exactly what we're covering because I've been wanting to cover this show for a very, very, very long time. But it has been in that weird zone of being technically legally available, but not on streaming services. The Blu-rays are available for a relatively reasonable price uh, and in print. So it's not like they're going anywhere, but they're not on legal available streaming services. So it's just like, why bother covering them if we don't like, why bother covering them right now? Well, this particular show is finally available for legal streaming on multiple platforms. Uh, And I can find, I can finally get people. I can finally get your fuckers to watch it. So next time on the podcast, we'll be coming the 1979. We're going back to the seventies to cover the anime classic Mobile Suit Gundam. It's finally fucking happening. The origin, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1979. The one, 1979. The one, the only. Um, which is and it is legally available if y'all so desire to watch. So I'm 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 really excited to see what all both of you think of it. What's uh, the uh, director's name again? Yeah, Yoshiyuki Tomino. That's it. Yoshiyuki Tomino. Um, and with that, I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex. You can find me on YouTube at Legion Rex. You can also find me on Twitter at Legion Rex. You can, and with me, I also have my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. The Beta One. You can find him on Twitter at Beta Gaming Network, where he you can keep up to date on all of his thoughts and also when he's streaming, uh, where he streams on Twitch from on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 10. Uh, and every Monday and Wednesday is his year of Yakuza. It's so, going. It's been going smooth, going, going real smooth. smooth. So definitely mm-hmm. go check that out. You can also find him on YouTube where he posts uh, his live stream, where he posts his live streams from Twitch, as well as other stuff like unboxings, podcast, let's uh, let's plays, uh, gameplay stuff, all that kind of fun stuff. With me, I also have my co-host Spencer. You can find him on Twitter at Beery Burton with two, two e's, two e's, and he posts pictures of. Uh, he posts cosplay stuff all the time, so. and occasionally I tweet something that nobody I like, pays attention to. I like how he hasn't liked a cosplayer photo in the longest time, and yet we're still like that's <laughs> still what we're going with. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like stuck. I'm sorry, I can't change it now. Mostly, it's just like shit posts and like, mm-hmm. like and his pin jokes. tweet. His pin tweet is about how a demon orange tree killed his father, named Jim Jim John, dude. <laughs> And I gotta get the sacred axe. The sacred axe? Yeah, I think it was the sacred axe. It was something dumb. Let me see. Maybe there was a tiger involved. I don't know. Um, where's my pin? Oh, there there it is. Uh, the actual quote: My dad was killed by a devil orange tree called Jim Jim John. (laughs) At this point, I feel the sweet apple falling from the tree of sadness, and fuck is dead. (laughs) 
so there was no axe. <laughs> no, I I think the axe is later on. I don't. I forgot I don't it's a know. thread. It is a thread because you responded, I don't drink any orange juice because of my hatred for oranges. If it wasn't for those citrus villains, my dad would still be alive. To which I responded, I agree. To date, I was afraid of citrus fruits by Nikita Jaske since I pulled the blessed demon blade axe. There it is. I, I believe I will meet once at Nakayama Dakama High School. We can finally destroy a good citrus empire. And with that... I'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time for Gundam. Oh, we'll see you next time for Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, kill me. Uh. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.